right. I think that's the right angle. What's up, guys? It's Ron Lee on Triple FM uh, Raw. On another section of today is a regular Wednesday till we start a little bit early. It's currently 6.40, I guess. In studio, I have Cody Phillips and Kaylin Sliney. You know, these are my crew, my always go-to movement because we talk a lot of shit. I cannot um, think about anyone else that would be perfect to talk all the dignity with me in studio in all the room. Guests of honor, we have Danielle Berry. Danielle Berry is sensational. I haven't seen her in a while. She's gonna, we're gonna catch up. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of dignity. All right, um, main topic of today is like, I'm not gay, but a 20 is a 20. <laughs> Just kidding, that's not the main topic. You know, we, we always bring a lot of shit come up. It's gonna be I, yeah, it's funny because he just asked me like, oh, how do you come up with all this shit? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's when I was a stripper, you know, a long time ago. That's that's what we used to say. I feel like uh, we need to get into that as well. Okay, we could we can definitely start with that. Um <laughs> No, what was the main topic? What was it? Uh, oh, oh no, yeah. what's your what's your porn what's your porn money? Like how much would someone will have to pay you to create porn? Someone must have a number. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but to I know myself, if someone comes in and tells me, hey, here's $10 million, you're your significant other, I'll be like, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good money. Just like a $100 after the other. Come on, think about it. Um, and if not, would you do OnlyFans? And is that socially acceptable these days? Because I think it is, but I haven't done one because I realized, or not realized, but I found out that they keep your content. Isn't that fucking crazy? Wait, so. Yeah, they keep your oh, content. To yeah, so by all means, go online. You can find me on Clubhouse, Ron Leon, and start in. I'll let you join. You can tell me all the diggity, all the bullshit. Let's go ahead. And I'm going to tell my dog right now to, uh, that he can go eat because he's been waiting. Mike Tyson, come on. Go. Go, buddy. Go. He's so happy. All right. What do we got here? Let's see. Oh, in the room is Danny. Danny's in the room, and your aunt Val is there. If you invite to speak, there we go. And we got we got gummies, medium strength peach CBD. Hey, what is tea? What is all this? Anyhow, so Danny's just joined us. Danny, hi, hi, love, hi. I know, it's been a minute. How are you? It has been a minute. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we're just making, I was just making the, in, the intro right now because I'm recording it, the video. So, yeah. I got to hear a little bit of it. Oh, you, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, what are you guys? <laughs> No, that's what usually people think. Um, anyways, Danny, so I have you, I have in studio crew, I have Cody. Hi. And I have Kaylin. Hi. Hi. Yeah, and later on, my uh, video producer, which I think you've met, or maybe not, his name is Brandon McCartley. He has done, uh, he has done, he's done fitness for like a bunch of gyms, like content and everything, so we're excited. Yes, the only downside to this app is like, I know. But isn't that interesting how we're going back? Like, remember when, like, well, I don't remember 
because uh, it was already passed. That that I was already in the era of TV, black and white. Although, if I may say, but apparently, like everything, we used to be radio. People used to watch. That's where the term yeah. fireside chat came from, because people used to listen to Roosevelt while yes. he just sat by a fire and they listened to into their radio and they listened to the programming. Can you imagine listening to porn on radio? Was that even a thing? I, don't I doubt it was broadcast on the air. I'm not sure though, because I bet you there were some <laughs> AM stations that were really getting into it. Yeah. Like 88.4 yeah. of I, AM. Something, I don't know. Yeah, AM. I don't know. <laughs> did you grow up? <laughs> Danny, did you grow up listening to the radio? I did not. I didn't grow up at all. Yeah. I grew up with that. Uh, I grew up with Danny. Uh, you, you grew up with Danny. How old are you, Danny? 27. 27? Shit, I'm older than you? You are. Well, I thought. What? I thought we were the same age, not saying. Well, as the resident elder in the room, I remember telegrams and. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, What's Danny. The with the dots? The... Yeah. That's Morse code. Morse code. All right, look, so, so yeah, that is Morse code. Yeah. So okay, for for the listeners, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What are you currently reside? Because I'm aware that you're not in New York anymore. So, oh, are you? What? I've been seeing a lot of pictures. So you see, this is the thing: the grim lies. You, all the pictures and all you. Are you in Miami? No, 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 no. Okay, well, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Danny D. Um, I'm a Interrupt you in there. What can you tell us? What's a, what's yes, what's the definition? The what's, the definition? Like, what's the definition? What's the definition? Well, it's it's my job. It's my job, which I, I I love this job. This is the best job I've ever had. But it's my my thing is just to listen to become a very very good listener, but also to highlight you know the stories that you're telling me. So can you tell us what is the definition for you of a strong woman? Something to be said. 
said about having mental, emotional strength. There's something to be said about physical strength. Uh, and so that's kind of what I mean. Like being strong can represent something different to every single person. And for me, like what my definition of that was, is I chose the world of fitness. I chose the world of athletics. I have since I was a child. And I wanted to be able to hang with the best of the best. I wanted yeah. to be a top level athlete. I wanted to be able to throw grown men over my head if I wanted to. Yeah. So for me, like, that was being a strong woman. And through the process of that, like I have learned the value of being strong emotionally and spiritually and how much that plays into both. And yeah. through that, like, the strongest people, the strongest women that I've ever met, they might not be the strongest their physical body but just hearing their stories like i am completely moved by that strength so in your so in your in your definition of strength as a female you want to opt and go through the fitness athletics um strength because you wanted to shine in that and it will give you the confidence to just hang out and it's like what used to be I, I mean, it's changing now, because, I mean, Kaylin's such a badass right here. Yeah, Kaylin's such a badass here, and she just gives order, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, she moves and makes money. But also, but also, like, you know, like, you've been doing this for 11 years now, and such as yourself, such as you said right now, you can toss men out in your shoulders and do a squat if you wanted to, and that's a... I don't know. I mean, that's I, a great visual, yeah, by the way. That's a, I love that. I'm yeah. here for it. I'm thrilled about it. No, she, she's strong. She's strong as fuck. I, I believe I like, this. I like tossing that over my head, but in a different way. In a different way. Oh, I feel like that's a recreational activity for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Here we're talking about like, don't fuck with her. She will put you over her head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different. Different. Different in meaning. <laughs> yeah. The story kind of goes, the reason that I chose athletics was, like, it had more to do with the fact that ever since I was a kid, like, I was just super accident prone. I mean, like, in my lifetime, I kid you not, I have, like, made a tongue kiss death, like, three to four times. I've been run over by cars. I've what? Countertops. I've lost my hearing. I have broken almost every bone in my body. I have had to retire from every athletic. How are you so flexible? Like, wacko Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, the interesting thing about it is because you are like such a love giving bubble. So I, I'm gonna give everyone like obviously, so the, the people like my current studio and the listeners. Um, so when I met you, I would say I met you when you started at Solace. So if you started at Solace three years yeah. ago, that's how long we've known each other. Which yeah, is, which is, yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy that if you think about it, whoa, we do know each other three years, how time flies. Yeah, so anyway, so I used to go to Solace as a CrossFit gym in the city, and I used to go there. Um, I, I enjoyed very much the classes, and I used to take I used to take Lulu's class, which is a cool, a cool worker. Yeah, you know, Lulu's. They used to have like studio classes in the back. I used to take like Pilates they, classes. They had Y7. They had Y7 afterwards. They incorporated Y7. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I'm only saying this as a reference because you you just graduated yeah. from White Seven as well, yeah. So Kelly just graduated from her 200 hours younger yoga instructor oh, teaching training. Oh, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's uh, so. So uh, uh, I'm just gonna give a very short on that. Um, so Kelly and I went to celebrate her graduation, and we got barbecue. We got. I made a. Uh, oh, I mean, we no. I mean, nacho, we nachos. We we got fucked. But all right, back. Yeah, that's that's Face later. Down. Later, right there. Yes, later, later. So uh, back to you, back to you, Danny. So then, then I Lulu wasn't teaching on the time that because I would just go to Salt on weird times, and Lulu, Lulu wasn't teaching on that time. And I sort, I sort of like, oh, like this is a new trainer, and you know, Barry. Okay, um, I'll take her. Sure, why not? So then I try her, and then you know, this comes this, this amazing, bubbly, beautiful trainer comes out, and she, you, do you still rock bangs? Do you still rock bangs? Okay, so here for a bang. Yeah. I'm always here for a bang. <laughs> of course you are. I, I really am. <laughs> I live for a bang. I don't have the bone structure for it, but I support it on you. So she she comes in, you know, she comes in with bangs, and then she's like, you know, she started teaching the class, and I'm like, holy shit, like this is an amazing. But but the energy is the energy because Danny's like such a very good love bubble, but she also has like a very loud voice, and she tells you like, you know, like what the fuck, like we're gonna, like, like? yeah, we 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 gotta do this, and then what I like about it is like. She's not. She's not one of the trainers that is just like pushing you of like I'm gonna. Oh yeah, do the push it this way because this is a correct way. She's a trainer that she can do exactly what you were doing, and if you thought that you were doing it correctly, she's gonna teach you. That's cute. But yeah. I'm gonna teach you how to do this correctly that. in a very loving, humbling way. She's gonna make you feel good about it. And then after that, I was like, I'm gonna. I'm, I want to be your friend. Like I wanna. I, I wanna do this. I wanna come to your class more often. And so I did. Yay. Yeah. And it was such a fun time. It really was. I it, like I heard it from someone pretty recently, and it was like the best way to put my my coaching personality is like a Pixar character. And if you think like there's like an age frame, like I was Boo as a child, and then the next one up was like Agnes from Despicable Me. The next one up was like uh, Penelope from Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> And then last but not least is Edna Mode. So I didn't realize I looked like so many Pixar characters. Wait, did you say Edna? I love Edna. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> She's amazing! So I get called at least 
them like on a daily basis and I feel like that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I love that coaching style. Can I ask a question? Um, yeah. All right, Danny, I have a question okay, for you, you. You go ahead. All right. All right, so in a typically male-dominated industry, what are some of your favorite hurdles you have cleared, personal or otherwise? Oh, my God, girl. Being a woman in this industry, point blank, period. <laughs> um, Understood. That is the... Okay, the other problem with fitness, and you just went through your 200-hour yoga, so you can understand when I say that there is segments of the fitness industry that are pretty gender role dominant sure. and I would say the yoga sphere bar Pilates and sure super female dominated are more female more feminine dominant parts For I sure. decided to go you know head first into the world of weightlifting mm -hmm. and crossfit and strength and conditioning which are historically and culturally pretty masculine dominant sure. industries and I say masculine doesn't necessarily mean that it's all men. Absolutely. But you will definitely find a much more intense, a much more masculine, a much harsher character running the running, running the show in those spaces. So yes. I would say from the get-go, like even just moving into that space was actually a very, very, very difficult challenge. Uh, I have opened and helped assist open about seven different gyms from Chicago. And then obviously was out here in New York, and every single gym I have worked for all men. Mm -hmm. And the thing with fitness is that that kind of comes along with this gray area that we operate in, where you're spending usually about six and seven days a week with the same people. You're in fitness, people are always working out, endorphins. You're hot, you're naked, you're we understand, we know where this is going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, know, I have a lot of familiarity with male-dominated industries in another part of my life, but it does not involve being sweaty and almost naked, so. Right, so obviously that, you know, people say shit to you that they wouldn't say to you if you were working in a corporate office. Sure. Right, so I would have to say that being able to move my, you know, move up in a way that I have in this space and being able to work for some really incredible facilities and being able to get to the level that I'm at with maintaining a lot of my own self-respect mm -hmm. without, you know, selling out too much of myself um, and kind of like standing my ground in a lot of situations where I know that women have either left the fitness industry out of just being completely uncomfortable mm -hmm. or they've, you know, ended up in just bad situations because of the relatively toxic culture that exists. Absolutely. So, Surviving and thriving is my obstacle that I think I'm. It sounds like you're thriving, so no question there. Um, yeah, did, absolutely. Did you move? Did you move uh, to New York with the intention because it was it was because you're you're from Chicago, right? Correct. Okay, so is Chicago not as open in the fitness and wellness community as New York? Because I would say in New York, if you're a female trainer. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I would say it's very much uh, opportunity equal. So is it not the same in New York in, in Chicago? But opportunity is different than culture once you're in. And also, you have to, like the culture of the fitness space. Speaking of like, if you go to a gym like Barry's Camp, you go to a gym like Rumble or Siri at 45. These are corporate companies yeah. that have branding put in place. So 
I, you're not going to walk into that gym and not you're not going to feel like that is a masculine dominant gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a situation like in, in a lot of gyms in New York have that boutique aspect to it because that's what keeps up, that's what competes. So Salas is a great example. Like their strength and performance facility, they were a boutique gym. They mm-hmm. were competing with Orange Theory. They were competing with, you know, uh, Rumble and F45 and Ferris and in order to be like that, they needed to have a, a, a better balance between like the fast, the masculine and feminine energies of coaching. Mm-hmm. The world that I'm coming from, like back in Chicago, where that was CrossFit. Like I drank the CrossFit Kool Aid, and before that, like I was in bodybuilding. Okay. Both of those worlds, like I mean, those are men. Those are those are heavily masculine. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, even and even even up now. Oh, absolutely. If you were to go and to look at like some of the, you know, the data behind like the number of box owners, like CrossFit box owners that are female versus male, there's a, you know, there's a pretty drastic difference. And, so even and why do you think that is that? Why do you think is that? Honestly, because CrossFit, CrossFit comes with this weightlifting aspect to it, which one, it's endorsed very, it's endorsed by law enforcement military. I mean, CrossFit came up from a lot of these styles of training is integrated in that. The military, in essence, is also dominated by men. Then, you know, on the flip side, culturally speaking, we get, as a, as a trainer, as a woman, the amount of times that I've heard women say to me, like, I don't want to be too bulky, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get too big. Does that make you want to tear your eyes out? Because that seems like such a fucking oft-repeated trope. You know, honestly, I, when I was in, when I was a younger trainer, I would say when I was in the bodybuilding space and like all I wanted to do was lift weights and I was desperately trying to put on size, I would get very irritated by that. I would get very irritated sure. by the ignorance. Yeah. But as a, you know, when I got into the CrossFit space and then you know, I got into Manhattan, especially right now, I actually really love those conversations because it is an opportunity to address the lack of education. Yeah. And I think that it's too often that trainers get really irritated by like the very minimal foundational questions that like mm. that's where they lose so many people. If you're getting annoyed by every person that's like, well, I'm afraid to lift weights because I don't want to get too bulky. Well, up until this point, pop culture has told them that that's exactly what's going to happen. So it is your job as a trainer to be like, I'm going to create a safe space for you right now. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to let you know that that's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen because science says that your hormones are not going to allow for you to put that kind of size on at this point in time. But also, if you don't wake up bulky one day, right? So, like, if you see it happening and you're starting to find, I don't love the way that my body is responding. You change it up. Exactly. Like, it is a process that you have full control over. So, if you were to see that you're like, oh, man, I've got these gigantic Popeye biceps. What do I do with them? Like, you don't just wake up one day and they pop out. So if you start to notice your composition, you can change all that. Well, that, that, but I think that it's also, like, culturally, um, it's it's not okay, quote-unquote, for women to look like that. And I think that women also need to be comfortable with, you know, like, what if they want biceps? Like, yeah. let them have it. Thank you. And that, you know, I... Yeah. As a trainer, your job, your job is 
for your clients to be able to outgrow you. If you come to me, my job is to teach you to become the expert of your own body. That means that I am teaching you, like, hey, this is how your body is going to respond to this, this style of training. If it's going in a direction you like, thumbs up, we're going to keep running with it, but mm -hmm. you have to talk to me. If you don't like where it's going, then thumbs down, we're going to change it up. And you've learned so much throughout the process, but I don't want you to hold hang on to me for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I want you to work with me for a year and then be an ultimate badass who's like, I fucking know me, and I know how I, I want to feel, I know how I want to look, I'm confident being able to do so. Well, this, and I agree with you on that because I think that consistency makes everybody, obviously, like if they put in the work, that makes everybody, like the human body will excel into the maximum potential. And if you have a great coach such as yourself that will care and, will, you know, will uh, teach the fundamentals and then as they progress, will teach even more and even more and even more and even more and even more, they will, you know, come out like, eight months after the first month that they came in they're like holy shit i'm in a, a completely whole different level and they will see it themselves and you would see it as well too and uh, going back to you were saying like uh when like saw like a gym like solace where you used to work at we used to be competing as like with orange therapy and with berries and i think there's uh there's a difference between those two with the, there's those three gyms um, and there's the we have to go with the acceptance of training. So there's two. I believe as a professional fighter, there's many different types of training. So do we want to train to be skinny? That's one training type form of training, or do we want to train to be stronger? Which is a I would say is a better form of training. Now with Train to be skinny, it does not matter how many times you train out today if you go home and eat the whole fridge. Because I feel tired. Right no, because because this is the thing. This is the thing. If you're not comfortable with your own skin and you're relying on how much how much training you're gonna go do, then most likely you're not gonna be happy with yourself. But if you're going in with the idea of like I want to stretch. I want to train to become stronger, and I have a very good connection with food. Then you're gonna be become the best version of yourself. And I, as a professional fighter, have a completely bad disconnection with food, completely. And that's one of the reasons why I fast for 23 hours every single day, because with everything, as I do. I never go in with just halfway. I can just have breakfast and then wait and then have lunch and then wait and then have dinner. No, I need to have, like if I'm gonna have my misery, I, I wanna have it all. If I wanna have my joy, I wanna have it all. If I'm gonna come, I wanna come several times. Like it's and, like it's never it's never like I well, want I a little. Say I can attest to all these things, but not all of them. Yeah, not you know, like, them, like I, most of them. And I think that's that's most <laughs> most athletes. And Danny, you're an athlete. Like, do you want to when you compete? Do you want to go in? Do you go with the mentality like I want to go in in second place? No, you well, never think of that. that. Yeah.
for my own body's sake and for longevity, like you have to put the gloves down and you have to look at, you know, what is a five-year lifestyle, what is a ten-year lifestyle. Like, I could not continue to do what I was doing to my joints and I completely understand that mentality of like going 110%. Like, I get it. We all kind of go through that, especially like I coach a lot of CrossFit athletes. Super, super, super easy to drink that Kool-Aid and get like real stuck into that mindset of like I gotta go hard all the time. Well, my job now is I would rather work I would rather work with somebody who is looking at like five years. I wanna be able to run around with my grandkids. I wanna be able to run around with my kid. I wanna be able to have a better relationship with food. I want to kind of work on these parts of me that I have been avoiding or these demons that I've been running from. If I've got someone who's coming to me and they're like hot headed, like fresh out of the divorce or to like you know, lose all this weight and get their life back on track. I'm sending this to like somebody like you. <laughs> I'm be like, all right, yo, you know, I've got this great other coach. Like, they're gonna help you, and like that's a sport specific thing. Yeah. That's how people start shopping around to figure out whether like this is the right trainer for you or not. The question shouldn't be like, is this trainer bad or good? It just should be like, is this person right for me? Yes or no? Yeah. Because like, you know, I've got my girl Stephanie listening to this conversation right now. Like, she yeah. She's such a killer, absolutely. I met a Seth. I'm gonna invite her. I'm gonna invite her to. I'm gonna invite her to speak. She's listening. So. Yeah. Hi Seth. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know. And most of my family is very heavy set. I mean, like, pre- I predisposition to, like, every kind of cancer you can imagine. And so taking care of my health was something that was very important to my parents. And that kind of got passed down to me at a really young age. And so I've done everything that I can for pretty much my entire life to be as healthy as I can be. And I did find that there were many points in my fitness career and in my athletic career that what I thought was being healthy, what I thought was like representing the discipline of fitness was actually the whole of eating disorder mm-hmm. or was whole of body dysmorphia mm-hmm. or was whole, you know, these, these horrible relationships that I created with food just because of the things that you're talking about right now. And like, I am so also just like so grateful that you are so open and willing to admit and talk about like that, you know, that relationship that you have with Mm-hmm. Because I don't think enough men talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm recovering from bulimia, anorexia, body dysmorphia, like horrible relationship with food as well. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, yeah, I don't think enough men that. talk about it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think enough people talk about it, and that's not to make it gendered, it's just that there's so much shame attached, or there's Absolutely. sort of like assumptions, misunderstanding, ignorance, etc., etc., that people just Ouch. Well, there's something, they created like a new word, uh, there's a new, I mean, there's a new word for the how, it, like, an addiction to healthy eating, you know, like around the Yeah. What is it word? What is it word? I don't know what it is. Uh, I, mean, yeah, okay. I don't know what it is. Because to be honest with you, they're all disordered eating, and even outside of the fact that, like, whether somebody is comfortable with the diagnosis or not, 
doesn't really take away from the fact that I don't think any American, I don't think there's an adult that I have ever met that has a healthy relationship with them. Absolutely. Whether it's because of stress eating, whether it's because of, you know, what society has deemed healthy versus unhealthy. I mean, now these days you're talking, like, people are arguing about this person's vegan, this person's vegetarian, this person does this, this person does that, and it's kind of like, well, we're all causing each other to have a whole lot of eating yeah. And Danny, it's called orthorexia. Orthorexia. Orthorexia is the obsession with healthy eating. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So I I think that at some point, and uh, I do hope that like Steph will speak up to this too, because she does such a great job of like talking about like you know up on her page, she's always throwing up like questions of the day about you know would you eat this and like why wouldn't you do this and you know how does food make you feel and talking about like would you eat gummy bears versus an apple. Because at the end of the day, our job is like we have been working within this system of, you know, categories. I am paleo. I am doing a whole 30. I am vegan vegetarian. I am fasting. I am. But isn't that just a socially acceptable way to couch an eating disorder? Like we've dubbed something healthy, like a whole 30, and then you are able to use it like a scapegoat to be like, oh, no, 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 I can't. I'm vegan, or I'm on the Whole30, or I'm whatever, but oftentimes in a social setting that feels a bit like a like a socially acceptable scapegoat, where where we've decided like, oh, 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 well that's okay. Oh, well, that, well that's all right. And if that's the case, then yeah, 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 of course. But really it's another mechanism through which we exercise control over the things we put in our mouth, which like kind of on a macro level is the very definition of a disorder, of an eating disorder. I think there's two ways to go about combating this because I think like up until this point we've already shown that the more that we talk about within within this structure that we've created, like you're saying, like this this cover up, this big mask. Like for me to say, you know, when I used to say that I was doing intermittent fasting, I was you know, I was portraying anorexia for eight years. I wasn't oh. doing intermittent fasting, I was just not eating. Mm-hmm. So part that like would allow me to address that in forward is like the more that I talked about what I was actually doing and then looking into and having conversations that were open in regards to education and so what I see now is like I'm not going to acknowledge a conversation whatever someone's label is their relationship with food but you know if you're going to have a conversation with me about it then I have an opportunity to one give you some kind of piece of education that might help you comfortable in some way shape or form and two create a very honest and transparent safe space that like we all struggle with this and you might look at me and say this girl has a this girl has a top-notch athletic figure I could not imagine looking in the mirror and looking like that whatever the things that people may say and that's when you say those things when people have it's like okay are you ready to have that conversation that what you're looking at what I'm looking at are not the same because the relationship that I have with food has caused me to see something else in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And if, I, if I'm more open and honest about that, that's going to start giving permission to other people to be open and honest about the shit that they're saying to themselves when they look in that mirror. Or and, step on that no, and I agree with you because you started out by saying like I, you know, I'm curvy and I love my curves, and that's the most, that's the most like badass shit that I think that more women, I believe that more women should start saying, because, in the other hand, I also feel like, in the male section, fat guys, 
when they're fat, they're like, yeah, I'm fucking fat. They don't, they don't care. They're like, this is accurate. Yeah, they're like, they don't fucking care. Versus like, girls, they're overweight. They never, oh, like I would, I don't want to say they never, but they very less, they very unlikely less. Yes, I'm overweight, and they laugh about it. Yeah, but we're also. <laughs> I'm very much for self ownership, mm -hmm. and like you need to do whatever work inside to get you feel comfortable, so that you are able to repel the negative messaging coming at you. But how often is it that you see, like? A, a fat man ridiculed it's just not to the same degree and I'm not saying it doesn't happen but like we just don't shame men in the same way on a public scale as we do women for like daring to be fat and this goes to exactly the beginning of our conversation which is like women taking up space is a political statement like it is very bizarre but in a, in a really high-level sense all over the world like women taking up space from anything including sitting on the metro, if like a woman was spreading her legs like a dude, you'd be like, oh, that's weird. But like part of that, there it is, right? Like, right? So, so some, some degree, it's like, we just don't, we feel threatened by it as a society. Like you should know your place. It should be small. You should take up very little space. You should have bird shoulders. I don't know. uncharacteristic or is more characteristic of the changing of the times where that used to be offensive and like you will get so much attention I was at like Home Depot in my pajamas this morning but the way that you walk around people notice acknowledge you in a way where if you had your like hat down chin down shoulders forward and you were walking around like you were a scared little gazelle people just sort of ignore you but the moment you dare to take up space, people notice, for better or for worse, but people notice. And here's, here's the thing, I, I love that there's a lot of people who are now joining the conversation of body positivity, but I am a body neutrality person. I, there was a girl on TikTok who like started this whole thing about like, you know, body neutrality and just like 
radical body acceptance. And I love that because at the end of the day, the more that we are talking about what is socially acceptable body versus like not socially acceptable body, the more that you're having that conversation, the more that we're continuing to fuel it. I think that's, that's a really interesting insight. That's really beautiful. I've never heard that before. Because instead of just saying like, this is the vessel that my brain gets carried around in, we're, we're going polar opposite end of the spectrum and saying, no, 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 we're just gonna go so far over in this direction, but exactly as you're saying, Danny, like, all that's doing is deepening the river of sort of our one focus of this body should be acceptable. The discussion becomes what is acceptable rather than I don't owe you fucking acceptable. But then you, okay. You cannot look at a human body, you cannot look at a human body and determine its health unless they have a visible disability. But you think that- You can't, I could be walking down the street and I could have extremely high blood pressure and you don't know. But because I have muscle on my arm or I have, you know, a, I have a smaller waist, then people are going to deem me as healthy. There could be somebody who's 50 pounds heavier than me walking down the street who has great cholesterol, great blood pressure, great blood sugar, but that person is going to be deemed as unhealthy or unhealthy than me because their size is larger. So mm. that, like, that is what the conversation is. It has nothing to do with like skinny people have associated skinny, lean, athletic type bodies with health. And yes, that is true for the majority of the time, but you cannot make a judgment call regardless. You can't until you're willing to ask somebody or have that conversation. So why, you know, where that acceptance of like that person's socially acceptable body versus that one is not, the basis of those arguments is now null and void. Do you and also how yeah. like, there's different fads of shapes, like obviously back then it's like okay for you to be a little bit bigger. And, 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 and to keep going about acceptance because I'm glad that we touched that point, this point because it's a very, it's a very delicate uh, point. And don't you think, and this is a question, do you think that we should be more acceptance with who we are in relation to who we want to be with? Because, and, and this, is a, this, is a, this is a big thing with dudes, right? Like, like so fat dudes, they never get, yeah, they accept that like, yeah, I'm fucking fat, but like, yeah, I make a lot of money, so therefore, like, maybe I want a hot girl. The classic yeah, they're like, maybe I want a hot girl. And like, what's the definition for them for a hot girl? It's like, a girl that it's probably slim, that's probably has a beautiful face, or maybe not, maybe just like, maybe just have like a very, very good body. And this is not to like, you know, like undermine uh, women's physique or undermine women's careers or undermine anything, but that's the only thing that they're looking for. And I'm talking about like my own personal experience, like with friends that I have, like, yeah, they're not, they're not interested in working out. They're interested in like being in the office, making a lot of money and just eating fucking absolutely everything and just being overweight because that's just who they are. That's not just, that's just who they are. Why do they want that status. high? Status. No, I don't. So this. So I don't think they want it for status. I just think because they believe. Yeah, yes. they. So they believe 
they believe in their own cultural vision that what they get turned on is to only the outside, the physical, which in most men, that's the majority, that's the generalization. I'm only gonna get my dick hard if you are physically more appealing to what I want for sex versus physically should be more appealing what I want for a relationship. So that's why, that's why you see like a lot of fucking overweight males marrying these bombshells, having children with them, and then cheating on them afterwards because they're like, well, yeah, I'm just like, I only was looking at her because she was hot, but I'm still gonna go sleep around and like fuck whoever I want. And then they end up getting divorced and then they're getting remarried versus on like focusing on the appreciation that maybe, you know, they can find someone that understand them from who they are and they love their personality and they love to be like just like look like this last year was or, or, or even just as of now in our time relationship the relationship status became so important because now whenever you think about having a new relationship you're like is it if another pandemic goes down and <laughs> just so happened that we live together do i like you enough to spend a fucking full one year with you if you don't then that's not the like right yeah, yeah i mean no. yeah. i don't like myself that's, that much that's <laughs> not the right person all right but to conclude with it it's like we should i believe i believe and this is also a question before the what i said before i want to say what i believe is like we should accept who we are as far as like the looks that we bring yeah. into the table but also we should accept that we should start taking more consideration into the relationships that we want with the people that we want to be with. And that's a very, very bad disconnection that we have. And I, I cannot talk about girls because I'm not a female. I don't know what girls want. Until this day, I will never, I'll never find out. Um, but that's just what I believe. And the question is, do you think, do you think that um, we should have like skinny people, overweight people, fat people, in shape people should start finding each other, like should start being more acceptable with the relationship that not the outside is just what matters, but more of like the inside is just what matters, not only because at the end like if you it doesn't matter if you have a six pack when i first meet you and like you're three not weeks going after. to when we're 80 years old sitting on a porch swing well 80, nothing years, else to do, 80 years, years old like, is, i want to know are we gonna 80, like make up some bullshit 80, 80 like, years old it? 80 years old is far too long but like 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 three weeks from from after i met you that's when it counts like holy shit you you never, told me, wait, you never told me that you had an eating disorder. Wait, can I throw a wrench into this? I still think there's a thing where you need to be attracted to your significant other. Yeah, yeah. but there's, I think one of the points that he was making was that like, there's sort of a societal dictation of what you do see as attractive. Yes. Yeah, like I think a lot of people think like, oh, I really like this girl, I really like this guy, and then they realize that it like doesn't fit with their brand. And I know that sounds pretty calculated and harsh, but on some level, a lot of people are actually making that calculation, whether they want to admit it or not. And I'm not, I don't just mean like influencers. 
all right. So, all right. So, all right. So, before before you get in, so Danny, so what do you think? They just start dating themselves? Because here's the deal. Yeah, you can date yourself, like, first and foremost. Because if the pandemic has taught anybody anything, it's like, you got one person in this lifetime that you are with from start to finish, and it is yourself. And the more that, like, you can learn to depend on yourself, it really doesn't matter what other people are doing. Like, I truly, truly believe that your ability to trust somebody, to trust a partner, to trust a potential partner, has everything to do with how much you trust yourself. And you know that, like, hey, I'm coming to you as a whole person, and, like, I know that I've got my, my bank account is in check, my physical health is in check, my emotional health, like, I'm working on it. And, like, here's my communication, and this is what it is. And, like, that is a, that is a whole-ass person that is ready to be in a relationship. If you are not a working on all of the above as a whole, I don't think you really should be going out and dating and risking being getting stuck in a relationship with somebody in a pandemic for another year. Mm-hmm. Because like, then you're just going to start learning a whole lot more about the things you don't like about yourself. I'll agree with that. The things that you don't like about somebody else, the things that are bothering you about someone else, speak way more to what's going on with you and what's going on in your own internal world than it does about that person. So to say, like, this is an argument of fat versus athletic versus skinny versus whatever, I don't see it that way. I see it as, like, however that body comes to, however that person shows up is how they show up. It has everything to do with, like, is taking care of your body important to you, yes or no? Yes. Okay, like I said before, you can't really determine someone's health. You can't really determine someone's activity level. You can't really determine a whole lot just by looking at them. So that's going to involve conversation. Like, I want to know what, you know, what kind of fitness are you involved in? Because that is important to me. It might not be important to everyone, but, like, that's 80% of my day. So, like, if you want to hang out with me, you kind of got to be able to, like, do some cartwheels. <laughs> you know? So it's stuff like that for every person. It's going to look a little bit different. Like, if you're someone who really, really, really values, like, aesthetic and, like, you dictate your whole week around it, it would be really, really, really hard for you and I 100% agree with you but you and I are very much the opposite of what the generalization that people have an opinion of because everybody most likely most like not everybody mo- a lot of people would disagree with us when saying that we should date ourselves because they will want to come up with like opposite poles attract each other I wouldn't want to come to home to someone that has the same thing to talk about me versus I'm like I want to come home to someone that knows exactly what I want. I want to come home no, to. I mean, like dating yourself, like being alone. Like, uh, no, I, I, I agree with oh, this. Oh, I see. There's times that, like, I'm. You need to learn to be by your. Absolutely, and I've had I've had a really hard time with that. Oh, okay. But so that's like, different. You need to like take yourself out to dinner, like go to a movie. <laughs> 
are looking for like an opposite trait in mm-hmm. a partner, right? Like, why are they looking for that? It's like, is it because like, oh, if I date this person, then that's gonna rub off on me? And it's like, I don't think that it ever really happens that way. It's like, you have to go and do that for yourself. So that it's or not on a codependency, right? Like, if you if you're somebody who's like, you know, I let's say I was super shy in some weird world, I like didn't like talking. And I would want to date somebody who was super charismatic. It's probably because I wish that I was able, I wish that I had the ability to be charismatic. So it is a codependency. It becomes like, I need that person to be the one to dictate all the socialization. I don't think it has to be a codependency. I'm going to raise a flag to codependency. But go ahead. It can can get there, for sure. I think it's it's a slippery slope, for sure. But I think it's also possible to have a partner who brings out a side of you that doesn't complimentary exactly yeah right but more so what i mean is like if you're dating yourself first and then you meet someone who has complimentary component like characteristics to you then that relationship works if you do not like yourself if you are actively searching somebody who has opposite characteristics to you that then creates a codependent relationship would you date yourself would you would you date the male version of you <laughs> so, um, but I'm also not like my I I would say I'm still dating myself. Like I don't know if I'm ready to be in a relationship with somebody because like I the prime example is I've spent the last six months traveling around the country trying to figure out you know what does fitness look like in this new age. You know what do I want to do? And half the time I'm getting paid to take pictures of my underwear. Right. Like, these are not great foundations for a relationship. <laughs> Like when I figure that out, when I'm done figuring that out, then like I do think I could date somebody who was like me because that person then would be travel oriented, they would be driven, they would be independent, they would be bubbly. Like there's there would be good components to it, but right now like I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Right. But so most people, when you ask them that question, they don't know. So yeah, I know. A lot of people don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to come on with that realization because you have to put in a lot of work with yourself, only with yourself, when no one is around and when no one is looking. And you have to come on and like that stuff of meditation. That like I don't meditate like where I sit in a corner and I just like close my eyes and like you know like go in. Like I don't do that type of meditation. My type of meditation when I go out run uh, by myself, I find it very therapeutic um, because I'm only concentrating to one thing like my body's doing one single movement which is like I, I run I run like a robot and my brain <laughs> yeah and, and then my brain my brain is completely concentrating to like assisting like that happened in my life let's think about that and you know depending on how much how long is it run like I will assist that thought or multiple thoughts so if i go on like a 45 minute runs i would like assist with one thought very very much until like oh okay i know how did that came about i know how to fix it or i know that that happened there's no fixing on that let's move on and that's my so my form of meditation but going on into back into relationships i i it's funny because i asked you that question like would you date yourself and you said your answer was uh, not sure because you you're still dating yourself right now because you're concentrating on you. So 
Kaylin and I back to what I was saying that uh, we got fucking barbecued over the weekend. Yeah, so we were having this conversation here, and I asked her like, "Would you date yourself?" And she's like, "No." And I was like, and then she asked me, "Would you date yourself?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I know exactly what I want. So like, I would date the female. But I know what I want too, and it's not me. That's oh, true. Okay. That is still okay. I know who I am, and I know what I want. It's just not me. Right. Okay. And I, that's not because I don't like myself. It's because there are a lot of complementary elements. I run very hot or very cold. So somebody else who's either the opposite in those realms or even remotely neutral tempers that in a way that like. It doesn't even right, it doesn't even matter. Like I don't think it's boring. I don't think it's boring to like come together and neutralize. But I just mean like someone else who has different strengths, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I would want to incorporate that because I think I'm great at a lot of things. I'm not great at plenty others. But if you find the person who's great at those other things, it's like you're collectively great at so much more shit than if you just had the same competencies. So that's why I think yeah. like I would definitely be drawn to someone who was not like me, but it's not because I don't know or like who I am, it's just because I want more greatness. No, and I, and I, and I, no, and I get it. I more get, greatness. I get what you're saying, like, <laughs> I, I understood when you told me that, because that was, yeah. that was, it's more, like you've never been self-conscious day in your life. More yes. or less right. something that what you told me that, um, on, over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, but you also said, like, um, because I was saying, like, this is, before I answered to you when you asked me that question, I was like, this is gonna sound very narcissistic, and it maybe is, but in a more selfish way, yes, I would date myself because I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I need. So if I date the, the female version of me, she would know exactly the way that I feel. She would know exactly the thing that I want. And I mean, to be honest with you, that just works for me. Do I wanna explore? Yes. Do I want somebody to teach me something different? Sure, but it's okay. <laughs> you don't sound sure. Sure, no, yes. I mean, sure, but do I? But if she doesn't know something that that I don't already know, it's completely okay. We just go and find out something to do, and we're completely ignorant about it. Like that's that's fine with me. I don't need you to be the most interesting person in the world. What I can what I love, like the first thing that I now that I care about humans it's just like kindness because I know that even in your, the worst moment of you like if I see you and you're so kind with everybody and like I'm very much hopeful to find to see everybody to witness everybody when they're angry is because when they're most angry I, I have this belief that when when people are the most angry at you that's when they will show how much they will go farther. Like that's what they will go. How much evil they could be with you. But if they're very, very, very kind, most likely in themselves, no matter what you have done, no matter how angry they are, no matter what is the thing, their personality will most likely will be less assistance let's do this i mean there's something that obviously didn't make me feel good what what's wrong with you versus like i'm gonna fucking take a knife and i'm gonna cut you because damn you know and that's like 
the thing that I really appreciate right now, like people that I meet, is like, I want to know how kind are you? Because just in case that I ever fuck up to you, not that I said that I will, but just in case that I ever do, and that's okay, but I just don't want to have that type of people in my close surroundings, if that makes sense. Yeah? No? I mean, I'm confused I... about the knife thing. <laughs> I think everyone on the first date should just get it all out of their system, say the most fucked up worst shit about you. you Maybe second date. First date okay. to see if you're a little. And yeah. then second date, it's just like, this is who I am at my worst. This is all the terrible shit. This is all the fucked up shit about me. Yeah, no, and I've just done get that it all out. Just get it all out on the table. Like I, would say, I would say after sex. I would say after sex. Honestly, you know what? I I really do feel like couples should have to come do like a really bad workout together because you want to see like how someone handles frustration like watch people work out oh yeah that's been fun like you will learn a lot about someone's life you will learn a lot about how they handle themselves watching them work out you do it so first date go work out with your partner that's a real good Real good I'm gonna follow that with first date. Never go work out with your partner. <laughs> I get where you're going with this, but I see these like fitness dates, and I want to oh, slap yeah. people. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? It's good. Why? Because always it's the girl is like dressed up in something that is completely inappropriate for the activity because she wants to be cute. And she like wants to pretend that she's gonna be cute when she's sweating. But like, I was in Colorado the other week. Yeah. 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 Crossover dates, or like your extensions aren't glued on all the way. Like it just gets. I feel sad because the dude can show up in his like shorts and sneakers, and really? then she's out here with like no, volume no, they can't. No, they can't for a fitness date. Yeah, no, they cannot. What are you going to show up for a fitness date? Oh, I prepare my outfit. Which is what? Which is like shorts over over the knees, either uh -huh. either. Eight or ten figures over the knee, uh, matching white Wait, socks with matching white sneakers. Above, above the knee? Yeah, above the knee. Okay, above so. the knee. A very good tank top that doesn't show my nipple but shows exactly like what I want. <laughs> and like, you know, like. And so when I, he goes like this, it's So like the fact that you have this formula all set by default means. It's not that tough for you. Well, I've gone on a business date. Well, we can't be out here in the same like matching set at Chelsea Park every no. weekend. And, like, girl, what was <laughs> Your burpees were not good, so I can see that. Understood. I agree. I agree with tossing your dirty laundry and like telling everybody after set after sex and morning breath. Because 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 this is the thing. You can love the human, you can love the way that they are, but for me, for me, I need to know that I'm gonna have a chemistry with you. Because you can have great chemistry, like with the person. You can love them so much. And like who they are as an individual before like loving them like to your heart, right? Or to your hypothalamus, however you wanna call it. 
if you're like geeky. Actually. Yeah, if you're geeky, <laughs> like me, and you know that shit. Um, but if there's no sex chemistry, you're like, oh my god, am I really gonna be with you and trying to like spend my time? Like, no. Um, if there is sex chemistry, but I don't like your body odor or the next morning, or I don't like your morning breath, fuck, we are so fucked. Like, this is it. Wait, that's really a deal breaker for you? That is 100% a deal breaker for like me. morning breath? Like morning breath. everybody has. But this is the thing, because morning breath is so important because I never want to be... Oh, no. I believe oh, no. that every single thing that comes out of every person's mouth about what they want, they would send flying out the window if the right person came along. No. If somebody comes along and they like, it like stuff like the morning breath, like those like little, those like little checklist things that like don't really mean a whole lot. They mean a lot to me. A little shallow. They, that is like, I truly believe that if some model girl like had a heart of gold walked into your life, right? No. <laughs> not at all. It's very specific. Not at all. I've shown proof. I've shown proof. It's not about it's not about it's not about how I disagree. I disagree and science agrees with me because if you were massively attracted to someone, the amount of hormones and amount of happy hormones that are getting released in your brain it would not bother you. But I think that you two are actually saying the same thing in fully different manifestations. Cause Ron, like, if you really love this girl and you were over the moon, her morning breath would actually smell different to you. Like, Correct. it would be an acceptable odor. So like, I think Correct. you got the same premise. Correct, if I have, if I have already loved her, but if I just happened to meet her and we were dating and then we were having Sex, which is <laughs> why did you air quote? <laughs> no, I was saying like if we were gonna have sex, if we were gonna have sex, which I if never we were gonna have sex. <laughs> if I was gonna put the P inside the B and then you know stroke it in, stroke it out, stroke it in, stroke it out until like you know. I don't wear house sex. You know, just because you were saying you know, and um, where was I going with this? Oh, you lost yourself on the sex. Because trip. it's <laughs> no okay, and and that's why I always end up saying these things like with me, my opinion, my own self opinion is that I will only a lot like only go out to my dirty laundry um, if sex was good after I already known you and. I really like your morning or like your body odor because I know that it doesn't matter. Like at this point, I already know the way that you smell in the morning. We're I, good. If you I, like somebody's scent, that is an yeah. actual physiological sign that your immune systems are compatible. Yeah. If you were to breed, that you would have a better immune base for your offspring. Oh yeah. So there's like, I mean, if you're fucking somebody and super attracted, like you said, there's a good chance that you're going to like how they smell. Yeah. Just by default. I mean, I want to like. I think morning breath is like a whole different because then like you have to wait until you fall in love with that person to have you sleep over. No. <laughs> what? You're telling you're telling no. me No. What? You're on. telling me that You've never had somebody stay the night that you weren't in love with? 
Come on, son. No. Okay. That, uh -huh. I mean. Well, also, also, what? Cody doesn't lick or get his ass licked. So. Why did you say that? Yeah, because it's true. It's a fucking truth. I'm just saying. You're, you're just, missing out. No, you're missing what I'm. Missing my <laughs> point. My point is, is that I've had people sleep over. I'm just like, don't breathe my fucking face. And I've had dates where it's ended up in bed, but I'm like, don't breathe in my because I, because I think everybody just has stinky water breath. I mean, we all do, but you need to know if you're gonna like them or not. But it also depends on like, do you want to have a relationship with this human, or does it was on one night stand? I'll figure it out the next morning. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why, and we're going back onto the dirty laundry. But you, but you would overlook it if you really like this person, but she still smelled. Yeah, I, completely, one hundred percent. Because I. We, but earlier you said that it's your best smell, like, right? Well, if if I like her and I don't mind her breath in the morning, then I'm okay with it. Then I'm completely okay, then I like her. It doesn't matter what everyone says, but, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a thing. One of my exes, I'm not gonna say who, doesn't shower. Doesn't shower like after four days. Yeah, doesn't shower, just like, goes and like, wash your puss. So, and I like, I like the way that she smells. And I was like the very big thing, like, yeah, it's okay with me. You don't have to shower. And we were going to work out. And like, we would work out sometimes up to three times a day. So do the math sometimes like three days or four days in a row. No shower. So it's like, it would be a very strong odor for, I would think, for anyone else. But for me, it was like, yeah, I just really love the way that you smell. So I'm completely okay with that. And like, same thing with her morning breath. Was like that was completely okay with me. So that's just who I am. That's just me. <laughs> Danny's like, Danny and Steph are like this motherfucker. Yeah, like, this I, don't know, dude. I don't know how to pass that baton. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay, I'm a caveman. You guys are not. I get it. You guys don't feel that way. I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. If I'm gonna lay out my. It's funny that you said that and you were like, oh, if someone smells weird, you wouldn't date them, but then you're like, oh, I'll date a girl that doesn't shower. No! I said, if I like the way that they smell, if I like the way that they smell, yes, I wouldn't care. That's how. This is a literal tap number one for the third and like, literally. Well, I mean. Take notes here, ladies. Take all those. Alright, well, that's what, that's, that's just me, that, I don't know about it, like, Brandon, Brandon and Cody disagree with me completely, they're just like, no, like, I could see, I could definitely see smell being a turn off, but I don't think I have a, a hard and fast line with that. Yeah, it's like, if they, yeah. No, I really have, this actually, this has not been a concern of mine at, at any point, <laughs> yeah. like, this not happening, so, like, I'm just, like, how often? To be fair, I feel like girls have to deal with smelly guys a lot more than guys have to deal with smelly girls. But that's what I'm saying, like, this has not happened to me. Like, I have never noted that, like, I've kind of had to talk to you or even looking up for the first time with, like, smelly. Like, I feel like people usually for the most part are pretty self aware. But you when you tell a stranger that they smell. No. 
Go back. Yeah, it was any of your business, like a stranger Or like somebody that you like met. Would you do them the favor and be like, dude, you really stink? Or would you just, like, would it be too awkward? It depends for on it? how close we are. Yes. I have no problem telling someone they smell. No. But you I wasn't, I, I'm not mad about it. Just like, you reek. Go shower. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I would want, here's the deal. Like, I treat people the way that I would want to be treated. And, like, I think there's ways to approach things and there's ways not to. And it's like, I'm the type of person that would tell you if you had something in your teeth. Because I'm going to try to embarrass you and, like, I'm going to do it in, like, a super low key way. Just because, like, I have second Yes, but I think that's great. More people need to tell people they have shit in their teeth well, or the hair is messed up. Yeah, but that's like such a casual, that's like a casual and incidental item that you can just be like, oh, you must have just taken a bite. Like, oh, you got some shit in your teeth. But I feel like if you tell someone they smell, particularly because this assumes if we're talking about a stranger or a near stranger. An acquaintance. So an acquaintance. They have decided to leave their house like that. Either they fully know and are okay with it, or don't know, but right now they can't do shit about it. Like, if you've got something in your teeth, I can do something about it right now. If you meet a stranger or an acquaintance for lunch and you're like, you smell, they have no choice to now sit there the whole lunch knowing that you think they smell. No, 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 no. Well, that was the hypothetical. We had a full stranger hypothetical. Can I, can I just say, I think I'm it's... Assuming, it, I'm assuming I have, like, a relative basis to that relationship, and, like, I am the type of person who would be really good about being, like, yo, if I was to meet my friend for lunch and my friend smells, like, I would 100% crack a joke. Like, 100%. <laughs> and that, like, that's just kind of the way I am. I don't... You know, and I would want... I would want somebody to do the same for me. Like, my friends do do the same for me. I mean, can but I, can A, I, that's your friend, B, that's her actual, like, can I, business. Can I throw culture into this? Go ahead. Well, really quickly, but that's also kind of what my, like, the whole point is that this is, like, who you were sleeping with. Like, he's bringing stuff in regards to somebody that you could have a sexual relationship with. Like, I'm not picking some random off the street, like, bringing them home into my bed. <laughs> so, I would assume that the person that I've, I've done that. No, I, I have to say, I, I I think that culture is a thing, especially if you're talking about strangers. Um, I, I'm not, I, like, I'm not... I'm talking about strangers. I'm talking about people that you know. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm going there. I'm just... I, as, a, as a general consensus, French people, pe other people say that they smell. And I've had um, very intimate nights. With with some French men? You fuck some French men. Yeah. Just say it again. But, no, but, say it first. Okay, I fuck some French men. There we go. But it's funny, he's like, though, I remember one guy was like, he's like, oh, I know I smell. But, like, he didn't care. He was like, oh, I'm really going to smell after this. Like, Oh, boy. And it's I think it's culture, like, as Americans, we're like, you have to tell your friend that they smell. But in, in like, other cultures. Well, like, I not to generalize anybody, but... I have to bring up. So, I'm part of hearing, and there is something called deaf culture. And in 
culture, deaf culture consists of people who sign. And primarily with American Sign Language, it's a super visual language, and culturally speaking, they call shit out all the time. So if you go and you see your friend and you haven't seen them in a long time, let's say you put 20 pounds on, in sign, they will ask you, like, what's up, you have put weight on. Really? I actually really love that because there is no sugarcoating it, meaning that there is no, like, negative or positive connotation put onto it. Like, that's kind of exactly what you're talking about with, you know, in lack of a better term, but generalized statement that you made is, like, Culturally speaking, French people, if they, the men that you're sleeping with, if they don't care, then they know there's no bad connotation to bringing it up. You would then be attaching a bad connotation to something for your own, like, for kind of for your own reason. Exactly. Right? Like, absolutely. So I don't think there's anything, I think even in that sense, like, people should normalize, like, talking about stuff that should be normalized. Would you date? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Hell yes. I 100% am on that train with you. I was going to ask you if you would date if you would date the person the person that you like just physically. The ideal guy, whoever that is. If just physically, just physically, not emotionally, would you date him? Thank you. If he smelled very bad. What about if they didn't? Yeah, what about if they didn't? What about they just like, no, I just love the way that I smell, that like, this is who I am. I, you know, I don't probably know that. Why should they have to change? Okay. You don't just smell for no reason. So that Respe means that like, you're either there's like a hygiene issue going on, there's an emotional issue going on. Maybe we all need to go out and find a smelly person to hook up with. <laughs> Just to see in real life what we Yeah, let's do an experiment. Report back next week. Because you see, I formulated I formulated the same that you that you said earlier about me. Oh, like I guarantee you that if I a hot model will come in and it's like coming like wanting to be with you, like you will change your mind. Like, yeah, that's the same thing with me. I just formulated in the same in a question where like, what do you think if they're like the person off that you really like, just physically, will come up to you and just want to be with you, but they smell really bad. Yeah, it's a no-go for you. It's the same thing. It's a no-go for me. Just because, like, it doesn't matter how good you're attractively look to me. Because at the end, I know that the smell is going to bother me even more than how much you're gonna look like when I see you. Well, how do we even get it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a fucking wormhole. <laughs> because, so. Like, this is not ever one minute Really? Well, okay, so I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back to something more relatable. So, we were talking last, on the last show, we were talking about smelly pussy and smelly dick we and, I, and I was saying like vagina is supposed to smell like fucking vagina but in that sense I'm okay with that like I want to have the sense like I'm gonna have sex with I'm gonna have sex with a woman so like vagina is supposed to smell like vagina it's not supposed to smell like fucking flowers 
So, if it smells like flowers, then you're probably into some new shit that I don't know about. You're probably very, way too young for me. And I'm only, like, I'm gonna be 29 in a couple weeks. So, like, that's not, that's not an old dude. Um, but if a dick smells like cheese, which, like, we can only assume, like, after fucking wrestling practice, how much my penis smells. So, like, <laughs> would you, like, have sex with the dude that has, like, a fucking stinky, smelly dick cheese? So, like, no, probably not, right? <laughs> Just like, well, like, it's all happening down there. You're, you're really down. selling it, though. I mean, yeah, so would you, would you, would you, or would you not? Would you, like, if he's, like, super smoking hot, like... I'd be like, let's get in the shower. Let's get, but what if that wasn't available? What if that wasn't available? That's the thing. We got down this rabbit hole. This is how we got out this stuff. We already went down this rabbit hole. It is not relatable to me. All right. It's not been a problem that I ever got. All right. So Danny doesn't have, Danny, Danny, Danny has never had that problem. Danny. All right. Hygiene queen. Yeah, she's good. She's, she's been having really good experiences. That's really good. All right. <laughs> Now, so what's your what's your um what brought you to New York three years ago? <laughs> Switching topic. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pivot. Uh, okay. So I was living in Coaching cues and stuff like that, and 
That's fucking awesome. So, I saw something about you and Maxine. Maxine, the magazine. So, tell us about that. I voted for you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we voted for you. Okay. Because like obviously you can follow what somebody's doing, but you know a, a huge part of it is the queuing, right? And if you don't have queuing, um, are there are there people who are filling that gap? You know that's actually a really great question, and I it's kind of one of these moments of like shame on me for not looking more into it. Um, you know I've like had to spend a lot of time coming to terms with my own disability just because I grew up in a world where people didn't even acknowledge that I could cure. And I needed to learn to live great in order to keep up. And I had to struggle my way through school in order to do that. And like, I don't, I personally do not sign. Um, you know, I like, I, I, I'm very Italian and I talk with my hands very loudly. 
today it's like someone came in and say Daniel Barry we're gonna offer you this X Y and Z amount of money to create a porn sex tape <laughs> would you is that would that something that you consider or that's completely out of the question for you no it's completely out of the question for me and that's like I, I kind of love that that was the question of the day and it is a And what happened? So, I mean, here's the deal. I do believe that, like, there, I am a huge supporter and ally to the sex working community. Yeah. I think that, like, there is, that is a community that needs to be respected and empowered a whole lot more than it currently is, simply because, like, right now, that entire world is being brought, is, it, it exists. Mm -hmm. And people can shame sex work all they want, but it exists. Mm -hmm. And there is so much money in it that it is mind-boggling. I mean, mm -hmm. the porn industry by itself is, its effort is more than ever now. So maybe we should start paying more attention to sex workers and the conditions of girls that are working in porn. Mm -hmm. And like, the more that, you know, and that's kind of where like you introduce OnlyFans. I was, I am such a huge advocate for OnlyFans. Like, I'm not on it anymore simply just for my own fucking sanity. Um, Why? Why? What was the sanity? Why? Mm -hmm. um, that I think the 
you know, you know, showing up on Patreon and being yeah. like, yo, I'm going to build a fitness community here. The essence that is carried between the two brands is just very different. So my experience at OnlyFans was like, yeah, hey, I fucking love taking pictures of my underwear. I love taking pictures of bikinis. Like, I worked really fucking hard for this body, and like, I do love and appreciate the nice things that people say about it. So I had an OnlyFans that have done it, and eventually it just gets old because people had expectations, mm-hmm. and like, because it was OnlyFans, it was like, instead of people being like, girl, like, I love that chat, like, look at how nice her butt is, or like, hey, like, you look great. It then started turning into like, well, when are you going to start showing me nipples? Right. And it, like the conversations have changed. And so for me, it like took the fun out of doing footwork photography. It took the fun out of a lot of that stuff to me because I'm like, first of all, like it, this isn't like Burger King. You're not going to have it your no. way. Like this is, this is a performance. You don't flip on a fucking movie and start talking to the director like, I want this movie to go differently because you paid for it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of people get this entitlement with social media where they like hop on these creators' pages and like if this girl says that her fucking photos are worth thirty dollars, they're worth thirty dollars. And you paid it, that's on you. Yeah. And if she decides to you know, if she decides that like she's just gonna do some fucking stretches in yoga pants, like, I'm sorry that you don't agree that that's not worth thirty dollars, but that's like that that then you just give a bad review. I don't right. really know what else to tell you. But that's not an invitation. You don't get an entitlement to turn around to those women and say, like, hey, you know, you should be showing nipples. I'm like, screw you. Like, I want to see you naked. Or, like, that's not worth $30. So, for my own sanity, after 30 days, I was like, listen, I'm out. Um, like, I, I want to be able to do this photography. I want to be able to take these photos and continue to have fun with it and continue to show, like, the feminine strength that exists the type of acrobatics that I do, um, and OnlyFans at the time was inhibiting me from being confident in that. No, and I'm, I am, yeah. I'm a big person for other people. I and, other people that's your style, go fucking rock it out. And, and, and you know what, I, I salute you because this is, this is one of the things, like the same thing, like I had Lauren Kansky in studio last year and that's when we shot like with animation and everything that i'm very much hopefully to have you in studio as well because i very much think that you look tremendous in animation as well yeah and that's one of the things that you know she keys on and like yeah sure like i can take my clothes off like i mean i do it sometimes just uh, not not in the sense like i'm gonna show nipple but i could take my clothes off if i that's so very much like the fucking lady boner that I woke up with and but that that's not just who I am so and she can do it if she so wanted to like she has a tremendous body she has a good face and a good personality and she's very diverse on all her knowledge and everything that she knows about fitness and the same thing with you like you have a tremendous background 11 years already in the fitness world and you have a great personality, you have a beautiful look. You can definitely, if you want it so, start OnlyFans with the sole purpose of just showing nipple as you said that you didn't want it to, you could definitely could. And nobody could ever tell you like, no, she just all nipples, no brain. But 
You didn't route. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't took that route. You could have. That would be a funny thing to say to somebody, right? You know, you could have. Yeah, all nipples, no brain. You could have, but you did. People will buy your dirty feet socks. I bet, I bet that that's one of one of the most bizarre questions that I get asked on my DMs. Is like, do you have OnlyFans? When are you gonna start OnlyFans? And OnlyFans, and even Cody is like, yeah, you should definitely start OnlyFans. And I'm like, no, no, because well, that was a joke. <laughs> well, for me, it's like, yeah, I know that I can make some money on OnlyFans if I started doing porn or soft porn. But the thing is with me is like. Not that I really care that my content is out there, but I do care if my son ever sees it mm -hmm. and it never changes life. Because with $10 million, I can secure him with a trust fund. I don't want to say forever, but until he's like very much of age, until like he can be like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all set. <laughs> well, well, damn! If if it was that if it was that exact same deal, fuck, not even no brainer. Yes, where do I sign? You know, like, but look, like, who the fuck knows about Ray J? Where's Ray J? No, nowhere to be found because no one, no one really cares about the dude. They care about the girl, right? Well, also, Ray J did not have Chris Jenner. 
as a mother. That's very you, true. Can, you guys keep saying that, and I, and I don't think it was all Chris Jenner. No, whether it is or it isn't, my point is that they sought the fame. They had a tool, they used the tool, and then they escalated. But, but did she I, have so much fame? She didn't. No, but they capitalized at the mm -hmm. right moment on the buzz and publicity that was available. Okay. No. And they did a great job. Like, that being the objective, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, her father was high profile too. I mean, yeah, so he was the OJ Simpson yes. lawyer. But like, they had, they leveraged the tools that she were available. She could take a D, but she, her blowjob sucks, but she could take a D. Yeah, so but like, did Ray J do anything noteworthy? Ray J? Yeah. He appeared. Just like. But he could have leveraged that in a way that he totally didn't. Mm -hmm. So it's not that nobody cares about him, it's that like, what was he seeking out of it? Not the same thing yeah, that Kim that was. For sure, no. Yeah. Well, no guy ever thinks that. Yeah, but no guy ever thinks about like, yeah, I'm gonna make porn and I'm gonna be, become a millionaire, right? Like, no, no guy's ever like thinking about that. I don't know. Have you thought that you've been in porn? <laughs> I have, yeah. Yeah, so I was a stripper. I was a stripper uh, eight years ago and I, I've been approached to, to do porn and it was sort of the things like. Well, here's. This yeah. Is, this is like, this is So you're saying support your local content creator on OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm talking with this person. I I, I'm, I cannot address her name just yet because it's not it's, it's it's on the works. And she was just a regular college girl, just doing her thing. And college just not seemed to be her right way. Pandemic happened, and then she just like, well, I guess like I can do this. And then she is banking. She's like, 
making like very good cash and then she's like i'm not going fucking school anymore because i really don't need to anymore what does she do she does only fans right now she does that's the only thing that she does and i like i've been having conversations with her to try to get to know her a little more and it's it's fascinating because i find it like no dude or i don't want to say no dude but it's very unlikely that just a dude will leave his job just to be like or like just leave school out of just like yeah. No, just, we don't value you sexually the way that you value us. Gay we, females don't. Gays do. If it, no, by and large, media rewards female sexuality in a different way. Yeah, than yeah. it rewards oh, male yeah. sexuality. Which is why that's one of the yeah. or encourages. I mean, Cody has like ten memberships on OnlyFans. He said. Yeah, yeah that was last cool. week. It's like up to. Twelve now. Twelve. Oh hey. God. That's where all his paycheck is going. Fuck all the twelve. <laughs> Damn. All right. So okay. So you wouldn't do porn. It's completely out of the question. You're completely out of OnlyFans. So. Damn. All right. So I guess like you're no room. So if someone comes in and tells you, Danielle, um, we're gonna offer you ten million dollars to do, to make us a sex tape with your partner, not with anybody that we all sign you to, just with your partner. You'll be like, no, I'm sorry, that's just out of, out of my ethics. Correct? No, because I'm, I, no, because I'm arrogant enough to think that I'll make that $10 million to come out. You, you, okay, which is good. That's a good mentality. I like, I like that. That's a very awesome mentality. I love that. I love that. Uh, Danielle, so, uh, okay, so where, where, what can we expect from you? What is, uh, besides the Maxine project or like, uh, it's called Upside Down, right? Uh, fitness, the project. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, would, I would say just keep on that and content and I mean you're just just who you are as a, as a human that enlightens so I feel like one week out of the month back yeah I don't want to sound like I'm like the fucking bossy here you guys can keep going like, <laughs> like I don't have to lead the conversation here all the time you guys can keep going Talk about work on fucking. Talk about pussy. Let's talk about dick. Let's talk about dick. Just kidding. Alright, I'll have a to pick with you. Alright. What's up? It was too small. Sorry. What? I'm just kidding. My dick is too small? I don't think so. She wants to pick your bone. Oh, okay. See? Different. You said you would not be okay with a woman saying, suck my dick, which, like, I don't disagree with I don't think I, I didn't say I wouldn't be okay. I said, I rephrase you. I said, women shouldn't say that. I think that's a fucking hilarious thing for a woman to say. Right? Isn't that? Yeah, but you're saying you don't want her to say it. I I'm saying I would I not be I intimidated by somebody saying that, and I would always think it's funny. <laughs> I don't think that. I think otherwise. I think that women shouldn't say that. But you can tell me. It's unladylike. You can tell me. <laughs> Okay, but 
So. So. You use the term lady boner. Lady boner. So if a lady can get a boner, she can have a lady a boner. And she can tell you to suck. A lady boner. <laughs> I did not Boom, say. That's math. You just did math on that. That was math. I specified lady boner. You, Which you heard that. References a dick. No, it does not. It we don't get. Yeah, because a boner not. is the stiffening of tissue. It does not reference the dick. Immediately, I she said, "I'm a boner, but not a dick." Yeah, exactly. Explain that. One. Yes, she can have a lady. Explain that. What is a boner? Well, it's not. It's not a. a it's not a, 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 a dictionary. Is that a dictionary? Is that? Is that a dictionary word? It's more like a slang word. It's not a literal boner. It's, it's the lady equivalent of a boner. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Size, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna keep this going. Yeah. That wasn't a good argument, though. That was a great argument. Points away from you. I know, I want to say something. I, I, okay. I, know, I, I think. Red do we need like a topping stick? I think that might be. Yeah, like a prop. Like a prop. <laughs> so if. <laughs> How dare you? Right. So if a girl can have a hypothetical lady boner, uh -huh. then she should be able to have a hypothetical lady dick. Correct! That is. Yeah. Why, this is the math. Okay, this is the math that we just went through. Is if you can have a boner, but boner is a reference to a dick, that means. Ergo, if no. I may, she can have a dick. A theoretical one. A theoretical one. Mm, it, would be, it would be able to. It would be able to get hard. <laughs> Correct. Because in order to have a boner, you have to have a dick. Therein is, I believe, it doesn't have to be the dictionary version. Please uh, uh, call. In order to have a like, if you're if we're going to talk about what the reference of a boner means, it's the stiffening of a tissue in a dick, right? Of tissue in a dick, it's a dick. That's where the definition comes from. You can certainly apply it to different things, and I suspect one of your arguments is going to be like the equivalent is just a lady being aroused. No, go ahead. Go which doesn't have anything to do with the physical. But like, I would like to go down that path. Wait, 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 I did, I did, I skipped him first, so to your point, I know. <laughs> would it be okay if she said, suck my lady dick? That's so weird. You know why? Because inherently it's out small. Yes. The minute you tell me it's a lady dick, it's small. Why? That's, that's completely I, opposite to everything. Big dick energy. All day. <laughs> That's big lady dick energy. <laughs> no, that means big small dick energy. No, that's no. I don't want wrong. I don't want big lady, lady boner. You don't want I a don't lady. Want, I, I think that's the grossest term I've ever heard. So you want a men dick? You want I a men? I don't want a qualifier. But if I wanted a dick, then I want just. So you gotta make your own word. You gotta make out your word. It's that's called a dick. No, it's not. It's not. That, that was that was already made for men. That was made for men. I'm sorry. It was just made for men. But if I had a dick, wouldn't I be a man? Yeah, you would, but you don't. So? You don't. But if I wanted one of those things that makes a man a man, that means I want a dick. What do you mean? Like a dick? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is... But you don't have I'm, one. I'm confused. <laughs> That's correct. You don't have one. That's that the thing. That's correct. But if I wanted one, I wouldn't say I want a lady dick. If I wanted one, I would just say I want a dick. What if a girl Ooh. said, suck my clip to you? Would that be a better, like, but yeah. in an aggressive way? Really that would be very say, Suck my dick. That would be very in, aggressive. In an aggressive way. If she said that aggressively to you, you'd be more okay with her. 
saying that. He can turn it on. Let's leave it to Claire. I wouldn't be okay with it because I wouldn't know that she would be insulting me, but I'll be like, oh shit, she like, oh damn, she's like very angry at me. Like, I would take that insult versus I feel like, like it's easier to say suck my dick because that's, that's right. it's pretty aggressive to. I yeah. find it, I'm gonna be honest with you, I just find it vulgar. I find it like, whoever raised you, whoever raised you, should it's like. It's not lady like. Yeah, no, it's not whatever lady like. That's like if a guy, if a guy, that's like if a guy, that's like if a guy says to a girl, if he's angry, I'm gonna rape you. Like, I don't I think bro. I don't yeah, that is so crazy. That is crazy. Like, so like that is how is that extreme? Uh, I feel like there's a huge. Okay, difference. so explain. Well, rape is a crime. It is. Explain okay. rape, please. Explain <laughs> rape. Okay, it's a crime. It's a horror. It's lifelong devastation for the victim. Mm -hmm. Um, a woman claiming to have a dick is simply symbolic. Okay. <laughs> really funny. I think it's also just because it's such a thing you say that it like has transcended the literal. It's like band-aid. Do I tell you I need a plaster or a plastic bandage to cover my wound? No, I say I want a band-aid. Why? Because that's the brand that became popular. Dick is the brand. Suck, no, suck my dick though as a phrase has just become a thing you throw around just like fuck you. Like that didn't actually mean anything other than actually sexual relations with you. But if it came a thing, it's colloquial and nobody is policing what you say or when you say it, so it, it's application broadens. So by the time it, it sort of loses all meaning. Yes. And it's like the same way I would say fuck you, which does not mean literally I want to fuck you or whatever. You all know what it means. I think suck my dick is a very similar thing. It's lost the phallus of it all. It's no the longer the Walt Disney World, the phallus. I don't know. It doesn't sound good for me. That's all. That's that's a personal reference. That's like a personal reference. You are entitled to that. That's I, why I said I should say I. Say but we all say I because we're sitting here talking about our references. No, I didn't say we. Why well, say every? I say like I'm what I'm saying. I'm saying we all get to express our personal preferences. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's making a generalization. We're just saying when we talk around the butcher block, <laughs> we all get to say what it is. So you don't have to disclaim it by saying, "Oh, that's just my preference." Like, yeah, it is, but that's valid. Mm -hmm. And like, no, no, I, others we, might have different. All opinions expressed here. All are... opinions. No, no, we have sole representatives. No, we have to. We have to address. That's we have to completely address if it's like our own opinion or if it's like a generalization of an opinion. I, but I don't think these opinions do not represent the opinions of. Oh yeah, this does not constitute financial advice. This is not a securities offering, and there are no forward-looking statements. I mean, if if I was if if I'm the captain of this boat, you already know that I mean well, and if I'm some that make it very clear, I'm very sure that you all mean that you know that I mean well. And when I say I, I'm very much very carefully respect my own self opinion onto what I'm saying. So, and I'm also very openly welcome to be corrected. And I have been in the show, like in here, like it has been like, oh yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Or like, and I completely well, changed I mean, what I thought. But <laughs> I do think as to this say that the nothing that they have said 
for me has made it that if a girl says, suck my dick, sounds like a something that I guess I should say. Just like I think, which is completely as they say, what I do agree upon is like, if a guy says to a girl, I'm gonna rape you, which completely doesn't take, doesn't equivalent onto whatever they're saying or to what they're saying. But for me, it sounds as extreme. It's just like, yeah, that's just wrong. <laughs> I will say, I have a hilarious story about my friend who I was really a girl. I really listen in all the words that we gave you. Really <laughs> nope, uh, the other part, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, great, great, great. Oh, just my, yeah, just there's, I, it was one of my proudest memories of this friend. We were at a hockey game and we were. Are the, you Canadian? You're a what? Nope, Bostonian. What did you like Boston, Boston, Boston proper or Boston? No, 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 no. Yeah, outside of Boston. Where? Groton, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, where are you from? Well, I lived in Boston for like four years. Okay. I grew up in Connecticut. When, when were you in Boston? We have a Groton, Connecticut as well, but that's mm -hmm. on the coast. That's where the Naval Academy is. Mm -hmm. Groton, Connecticut is the much more famous Groton. It's still just as like. <laughs> yeah. Though. I mean, though, I didn't say it, but you're a hundred percent. I will yeah. offer that up. Um, would you say, oh, when was it in Boston? Yeah. Mm. 2009 to 13. I was in Boston very at a very similar time. Oh. I was at MassArt from like 2010 to 2013. No way! Do you want a smirk advice? I, one of my girlfriends wrote for... Uh, you want a smirk advice? Do you want... I might get there. If I <laughs> well, you're already kind of low, so... Mm. That's very unacceptable. <laughs> I think he means on your drink, not like yeah. emotionally. Yeah, that's how I take it away. You're really low. You need a smear now, face. No, no, no. I got that. Sure. Smear now, face? Sure. Okay. I, Just kidding. No, no, no. I worked in Financial Center and I lived in Downtown Crossing. Nice. Yeah. Mm. No, it was not nice. <laughs> During those years, it was not nice at all. Why wasn't that nice? Um, it was just downtown kind of crossing like, is like the border with like Chinatown, and, but now it's like it's now it's jumping. They've got like a big fancy. grocery yeah. store there. The, it used to be so Filene's basement was in downtown. Oh, downtown that's crossing. a fucking Boston institution. It yeah. is, except then it was then it went under, and hmm. the whole store oh was God. demolished and literally became a hole in the ground. In downtown crossing so it was just a place where like squatters were dealers were whatever like it was just this dead zone so you knew exactly where to go correct nice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get your dick sucked <laughs> i was gonna say buy drugs but... yeah i thought that was where you were going like, you know, <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm trying to bring it back sorry yep nope keep going yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, i'm here for that <laughs> what did you say? Well, we're talking about the dick so lady dicks also comedy not lady funny. dicks yeah, also yeah. get their lady dick sucked, so. Mm. Can, can we have like aliases? No. Why did she need one? She's a lawyer, right? Yeah. yeah. Alias. Eva works. What? Eva Ducati works just fine. Alright. Okay. Ducati. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Corey. No, I'm Corey. 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 That's just, that's not far enough away. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> yeah, wait, what would you It's also just one name. <laughs> you couldn't think of any last name to go with it. <laughs> Call me Corey. I guess you only really need one name on the internet. Could be like Corey Apple. <laughs> <laughs>
I hate myself to work. Corey, Corey Applebottom? <laughs> Applebomb? Are you a bottom or are you a top? What? <laughs> Come on. Come on. We're, we're I mean, all alive. You sound insulted. I'm a person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And oh, great. Second, like, how dare you? <laughs> and we're proceed. Waiting. The red carpet is rolled out for I was you. thinking Corey Bon Jovi. No. No, we were thinking about are you a bottom or are you a. Are I you told you I'm first. Oh, you're first, okay. You didn't tell us, I told us. <laughs> I just agree with you. You're welcome. You're didn't need to have to. Sorry. Oh my god. You're like ass. Damn. He's like so hung up on that. It's been like three episodes since I said that. Yeah, two <laughs> episodes now. This is the second one. Mm -hmm. Just do like ass. Mm, it's been a while since I looked at it. But you have. I have. Right. She's like, can't you get some vanilla or like pink eye? No. What? <laughs> why? I mean, you can, but that's why you're a clean person <laughs> if you're going to engage in sexual activity. Now, no, we have a hypothetical about whether or not he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think about just think about dog. Like, every time I think about like, how my dog oh, goes okay. in and wants to lick me in the face, I'm thinking about, like, I know where your mouth had been before. Like, just earlier, you were licking on another dog's dick, and yet you want to lick me in the face? Like, how fucking dare you? But then I'm so <laughs> immersed by the love that he wants to give me that I just so let you him. let him do it? Yeah, I just let him. Yeah, it's okay. It's all here. It's all good here. So, think about, think about the other human where you have put your mouth out. I'm gonna make sure that she gives me a BJ. I come on her mouth first, and I'm like, okay, this is basically like, this is for me now. Like, or for like the time being that we're gonna have. Well, it's like, it just doesn't end. So you're only trying to get a BJ if you haven't had sex in a while? No, no, what I'm trying to say is like, I need to, just like dogs mark their territory when they pee somewhere else, like uh, as far as like they go, I need to know that like, I want to be completely mindly oriented that I'm not going to think where your mouth or where your body has been before the interaction that we're going to have. What's your not a high knife? Oh, it doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? It does not matter. Because if I know that you've probably been around, like, why do I care? He's saying a blowjob absolves all sins. <laughs> no, a cum. A cum. A cum. Not a blowjob, a cum. I need okay, to feel like a bad blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad blowjob. I like bad blowjobs. I does? said successful. I said no. successful. So bad blowjobs. Who likes bad blowjobs? Do you like bad blowjobs? Do you take a bad? I don't think anybody likes bad blowjobs. That's why they're bad. Yes. But do you Thank take you. a bad blowjob? <laughs> Like I guess it, it depends on at what point do I throw in the towel and do it? <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> maybe right at the moment where your dick is getting soft. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I think at that point you probably should have called it five minutes ago. Yeah, but but giving direction too. Oh, okay. True. Very true. There's coachable people and there's non-coachable yeah. people. Yeah. You know. Like, do do like do you like throw like throw <laughs> frog in like bah, bah. <laughs> Theatrical performance in porn. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> bitch, I saw that go in. You're not choking. Yeah, like, there's no Stop. way. There's no there's way. Stop. No She's got like a gasket in his <laughs> And all of a sudden, she's just like, <laughs> like whimpering, cry. Why is that attractive? Like, you're all, oh, you're so big, you're making me cry.
cry, choke, and run my mascara down my face like a raccoon. <laughs> Noted. I'm glad that makes you feel good. Like, I'm glad that makes you feel good, but I feel that there's such a theatrical performance attached. Now, like, it's become a thing, and it's like, I'm ready to choke on it. It's like, do you see this? <laughs> what is something? <laughs> That's totally like a porn thing that like just you, never, like you wrote your dissertation. <laughs> I did write for the Journal of Gender, Social Policy, and the Law. So basically, many readers. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote my dissertation or the my dissertation on George Carlin and the Seven Dirty Words. Oh, hey! And the FCC and free speech, but. <laughs> so you did study comedy. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> and I have no better to show yeah. you. <laughs> Were you improv? No, I'm not funny. <laughs> You're very funny. I didn't study. Maybe not, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you are actually a walking joke, but you don't try to be funny. You know it. No, just, that's his personality. All right, so you're okay with back yes. jobs until like, <coughs> until like they're. I mean, the second I'm not enjoying it, I'm not gonna be like, stop giving me a blowjob. How long do I well, let it carry on? Do? Case to case. Right. Case to case. So mm -hmm. case by case basis. Can we get an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> that like lets us know? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna graph it out. <laughs> I'm gonna find the like intervals, table. and then <laughs> we'll create a trend line, and I'll like I'll get back to you. Great. Yeah. What about you, Cody? Uh, uh, Do you like getting budgets or like giving budgets? Both. Okay. It's like a thing. Um, what thing? I would give them like. I give him like an opportunity, like if it got bad, I'd give him like an opportunity, like maybe like. Do you have a, you, the second you, you have feel it, you, you, you get the timer like, going, you're like, all right, 30 seconds. I've done that. No, then I start to get feedback. And then if they can't, they just, um, just end, just, let's do something else. This is something else. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kevin? If someone is going down. Oh, no, because if it's bad, by and large, like it's. I'm not that difficult to play. <laughs> 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 like, um, but if it's bad, like if I've decided it's bad, it's only because it's egregious and awful. Mm -hmm. Like because like pizza, most times good head, and even if it's not great, it's still pretty good. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I like a dollar slice from time to time. Yeah, but that's not bad pizza. But this is like a freezer one. No, but what we're saying though is like the the range then becomes quite quite expansive because there's like really 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 supreme pizza, mm -hmm. and then there's pizza that like is nothing special, but you're still happy it's there. It's like I'm, I'm still, still glad, glad to be here. Yeah, like I'm still glad to be on the receiving end of this. So the question is like, yeah, bad head sucks, but like the margin of what's bad is very narrow. It's like if you have braces in your chewing <laughs> <laughs> right. do, you mean, do you mean like bad head is is better than no head? No, that, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying of on the spectrum, what constitutes bad for me is very extreme. Mm -hmm. There's not it's not 50-50. Okay. It's not like 50% plus one equals good and 50% okay. down means bad. No, it's like there's such a small sliver of what constitutes like, actually bad head, not getting hit. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. yes. So butcher yeah. block slice three. Yeah. Bad no. head, no head. 
That's good. I don't like bad hair though. I will like it, I cannot even would lie. You, would you call yourself particular? Or yeah, you, or, better. Yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of things that would turn me off immediately. So it's just like smells, smells, <laughs> smells turns me off immediately, immediately. So, but some people are much more sensitive to smell than others. Yeah, and I in am, general, and I am just one of them. And then mm -hmm. it's just like think like, so I don't have a very big like. Um, well. I like going. To, <laughs> I, like I don't have no. I was gonna say I don't. I don't have a really big like, thing thing going on about like oh pussy smells because I know like in my experience how maybe like this strong pH of odor that a pussy can smell before is like stealth or <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that before it needs some hygiene. So. Like, I get it. Pussy's gonna smuggle with it as well. I'm sorry. I just want to clarify what you're trying to say. Are you saying that a pussy can be dirty but not smell? No, a pussy can be dirty, just cannot be too dirty. Oh, God. That dirty? Sense. Okay. Not okay. <laughs> All okay. Yes. Yeah, so most likely, most of the time, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's gonna be like, whoa. Whoa. And I'm just you like. Someone to be in the shower for four days at a time. Like, no, I, I think you've experienced more woe than. No, she used, to, she used to clean her puss every night. She used to clean her puss. She used to bathe her puss. Just oh not, just not really shower her own, her own body. She like clean her puss. Yes. Um and um, what was I gonna? Say? Where were we going with this? About getting head or giving head? Uh, no, sorry, I was just confused. Get, getting How head. dirty was acceptable for you to play that up, but I, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. No, we're talking about getting head, and I was just like, if it's, if it's bad head, I get immediately turned off. Like, my dick goes from <laughs> Superman to the smallest Ninja Turtle Robin. I've ever done. Never. <laughs> Robin would be way too good. It would go from like, it would go from like, when I go to see my urologist, like all of a sudden my dick turns into the smallest little pinky little thing. But right, urologist is in like the worst. The There's worst one beer in here. Oh yeah, yeah that was mine. Go for it. Go, go for it. No, 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 no. No, no, I have it over the weekend. Drink yeah. it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I am sure. All right. We got you on back. All right, I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll take it. Hmm. I barter for beer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Give a beer, get a beer. Here. That's right. I owe you one beer. Okay. It's always good to have owed beers. You know, I do think that's the way to go about life, you know? Just put it out into the universe and yeah. then those beers will come back to you. Yeah, my oh, magical tally somewhere outstanding is like, this bitch is owed five million beers. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like open the notebook? <laughs> <laughs> so I asked her for it with me. <laughs> <laughs> What was your name? Last name? Can you spell uh, social security? <laughs> oh, I already know that yeah. about you. Don't worry. Yeah, actually, good. good. Internet. Um. All right, so we're getting about the blowjob. So we're doing tomorrow. So we all got that cover. Oral sex, a necessary component of a hookup. Unnecessary yes, component. Is it a necessary component of a hookup? Yes, for me, yes. You won't have sex without. Oral sex. Without, I have to give it. You have to give it. I have to. Do you have to get it? No. I would much rather not get it. But you have to give it. I have to 99% give it. 100%. Because I, I, I'm, I, 
I'm gonna fuck you really good for 15 seconds. After that, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I don't wanna. I don't even want. You know what? That is considerate, and so, the female population appreciates you. I'm, that's fine. I'm gonna hand me first. Great. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't want to hide it. Like, I, this no, is. No, I'm here for that. Like, I've told, like, like, J Mark, J Mark and I have had conversations where he's like, really? They, they cannot believe it. Like, J Mark and I look at I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to fuck you several times, but it's going to be less than a minute. Like, I don't, because I don't want to hold it. The moment that I hold it, yeah, it's going to be good for you, but it's not going to be good for me. So, what's the point? Like, it has had, like, we, we're in a relationship. Yeah, there's gonna be times where I'm gonna hold it like a porn star and I'm gonna go in like 10, 15, 20 minutes. The longest I've held it is 20 minutes. That's just like me, like, oh my god, like I'm gonna break my thumb. We might have come The longest right you've had sex is for 20 minutes. Like one, in just one, one stride? Yeah, one, not 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have, I've had multiple times sex, but never longer than 20 minutes. Nobody day. wants it longer than nobody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it starts to hurt. Nobody, nobody, nobody is a generalization. It was a generalization, and I Come own that generalization. Nobody really. Most, most people do that because Come it hurts and it's annoying. Like what? What are you? This is not what Cirque du Soleil is here. Like what are you doing? <laughs> like are you putting me on a trapeze? Am I in silk ropes? Like what is happening? I gotta know. And then I would dare say that I wouldn't count it as part of the timing if you're saying like, oh, but what if there was like a really long foreplay episode or you did some like really big theatrical, but I don't know, right? But if you were gonna tell me like, well, what if that's part of it? Then Fucking Jared, dance routine. Lord of the dance, yeah. like Michael Flatley is here. We don't know where the shoes came from. They're <laughs> like understood. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining you in a trapeze watching Lord of the dance. <laughs> right, you know. Whatever you're into. What about you? <laughs> I have sex the normal, the average amount of time. What is the normal average amount of time for you? A couple minutes. A couple minutes? Yeah, I mean, we've all had sex for a long time at some point. That's what I'm surprised. I feel like we've all had those times where we're drunk and we had sex for like an hour. No? Anybody? I don't think an hour? Yeah, an, an hour? hour? Egregious. Wait, but you're like super drunk. And but you come up multiple times or just like <laughs> that one? Or never. Because if it's going for right. an hour, it never is the answer. No. <laughs> no, just once. Just once. But like, hey, you're, having, you're having sex not to come, but to enjoy the act of having sex. I don't want that. <laughs> not even. I want to give it to her. Like, if I'm not in the mood, but yet she's very in the mood, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm here to place you. So, let's get it over. I think you can 100% have sex to enjoy having sex. Well, this without, is the thing. With coming being. I like giving head. I like giving head seventy percent more than receiving it. I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> I also go like ask Kayla like it's so easy to get me off like fifteen seconds. I'm like <laughs> it's like it's like that's not what he meant. It's like it's like what? It's like uh, <laughs> I can count. I can count. I can count. Oh I can edit. He didn't mean that. No, I, I'm completely mad because that's what she said. So we recorded. 20 chumps and I'm so good. I can count it. It's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I just getting to 20. I'm like, it's coming. 17. I'm about to what fucking. What I was rebutting was you telling the audience that I knew this. I don't know this firsthand. All right, well. 
No, no, not, not that you and I have. <laughs> no, that's not what. That's not what I said. No, what? That's 100 percent. No. You want to go back and watch the video? Not what I said. What? That's 100 percent. No. You want to go back and watch the video? No. What did I say? <laughs> Ask Caitlin. She knows. No, she knows because she said. She said that. What? No, not because her and I, let's remember that. Not because I'm totally, no, I'm not ending this shit. I'm totally living this. Her and I, we haven't had sex, we're completely good friends. And also, not that I ever be in her league, you know. But um, she, I was only referencing to the sense like, she comes fast, because she said it, and I come fast too. So I'm like, yeah, true. <laughs> The floor is breaking. The floor is breaking. How about all the it's coming? All it's all the coming. It's all the coming. Well, it was nice you. <laughs> um, I, I know, but the last time this happened, my stool fell over. So maybe. <laughs> right. And they blamed me. So. How much money someone has to pay to make a sex site? None. Seven dollars? Yeah. At this point, I'm just trying to get laid, man. You Seven dollars? Not for it, for it. Um, I don't know, man. I actually, I've had a couple friends do OnlyFans during the pandemic, and it's working out. So it's like it's a legitimate source of income these days. But not OnlyFans, just like a one sex take. How much? Oh, more than I would ever get for that one sex date, which is why it's never gonna happen. But okay, how about <laughs> That's not okay? Question, though, is it? How about more realistic? So the, the four amount, million dollars. The, the amount that the four million dollars. Yes. Oh, my price is lower than that. Okay. <laughs> I used to, when I was younger, I used to be like, it would be, I would need a billion dollars to make a sex tape. And now I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, 50 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks. No. Anything. But like, but seriously. Hey, like, hey, no. Go away. Go. You're not pig. I don't know if I want that legacy, per se. Well, we all don't. But... But that's the thing. I don't know, man. I think some people have Every, made peace with it. They're okay with that as as part of their life. They've integrated in as in part of who they are. And a reputable and amount of money would be what for you? Reputable mm. amount of money to make peace with it. And like, yeah, that happened. And also, change I mean, I would make peace with it, like if it happened. But but how much? How much would it be? What's your price? Um, I mean, if anybody out there has a million dollars, you can tell. A million dollars. Okay, but you have to count that 27% out of that is going up to taxes. So that only... 39% at the time you have that $1.39 million. There's okay. nobody in the world who would pay me a million dollars. But how would you know? How would you fucking know? You don't know that. You don't know that. I... There's no one in the world. There's pay me one million dollars. There's seven point eight billion people. If oh, a yeah, direct, someone would. Yeah, someone would. Yeah, seven point eight billion. It's, All right. You have a great, like, this is my challenge to humanity. You have a really great like um, custom brewery look about you. Yeah, there you go. You see? Yeah, oh, that's exactly what I'm going that's for. That's a look. You see? So, like, Oh my god, it's a good Your queens are out here and I'm willing to pay you. Alright, your queens, there we go. Custom Alright, Kevin, how much I, I'm flattered. I'm like 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. No, 10 bucks? Stop that. That's oh. way too cheap.
she's a lawyer. She already makes money. Yeah, but <laughs> still, that's why, because she already makes money. You're already bucks up front, but then it's 45% it's on the, the royalties. Yeah. They're all like, no, no, no. One piece, one cut, one piece, how much? What are you, okay, Eminem, you got one shot. <laughs> one shot, one opportunity. If there's everything that you ever wanted, one moment. Hold up. So Did you're you saying I have to take my royalties up front. That's fine. I would invest yeah. them better than they would. Okay, be. how much? Better return. Go, 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 go. How much? I don't know. I'll take like, um, I'll take a million bucks. A million dollars. Okay. okay. A million dollars. All right. 500,000. I would do it for 500,000. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. So you got to ask. You got to ask. A million is so unreasonable. Yeah. Okay. How about you? 500 mil. 500 mil. What? Million? Oh, you think you're 500,000? 500 mil. Wow. Like, wow. Like, wow. Like, financial security, right? Oh, you financial security. 500 million dollars. No. Um, okay. Like, for a sex. Like, my face is it. it, it of course. Your whole thing is it. Your asshole is it. Do I do a good job? It's you. You're the you're the director. You're the creator. So, so then you have ten out of ten. So five hundred million dollars. No. Um. I mean, you're going. You were going to change a diaper for less. So yeah, you're going to change a diaper for way less. No. Come on. Uh, I'm going to say like ten mil. Five. Ten million dollars. Okay. Yeah. And that number will come down. <laughs> <laughs> I would only, like, I would say less than 10 million, but because of taxes, I wouldn't. And then just because... It just evens out, honestly. Okay, just because I will have to pay taxes here, and then my son will have to pay taxes there in Japan. Mm -hmm. So that, for me, it wouldn't already cool it. Uh, as much money. And I would... dollars is a lot. And I would only... Yeah, I know. And I would only do it for that amount of sense because I would change his no. life. No, it's no, not. It's not, not, not anymore. It, I know it's not much, but I would change his life. Like, I yeah. could be like... You are, like, unless you fuck up, yeah. it's very exactly. hard, it's very hard, like, this money will not be able to get you through, like, I mean, unless you, like, live on, like, a college student and you live in, like, a shitty apartment that you pay $400 a month and, like, live out of living ramen, but if you take care of yourself and you know how to spend money, this will lead you to, like, you find your own person and you go to yeah. your own career. Or Yeah. Or you're investing. Let it pay you dividends. You there we go. Like you find really good, you hire really good people such as Caitlin that will, you know, help you to uh, invest your money uh, wisely. <laughs> but that would be the only way because then if someone will act and like, yeah, I did it because I wanted, you know, I wanted financial security not only for myself, but most importantly to change the outcome of my son's uh, future. And I would do with that. And then who can fucking tell you, no, you're a piece of shit. Like you have no morals. Who care? Which? Who? Who? Well, it's moral okay. relativity. I mean, what's the morality? That's not even a question because, as someone who doesn't have children, we'll never have children. <laughs> so you say you'll have children. I will. Okay. You'll learn. <laughs> All right. You know. Okay. Good. But okay. but even without that trade-off. I would look somebody square in the eye and say, it doesn't fucking matter what you think. So I don't have to even tell you that I wanted my children to have a better life. I could either say, and all of these are valid, I wanted to be rich. Mm -hmm. mm, I wanted the external validation of people who watched the video. Um, I just wanted to do it for me. I wanted to do it too because I've had a, I don't know, let's say somebody had a horrible relationship with their body and they feel like this is a thing that they can do to change it. 
it the point is it doesn't matter what their reason is and yeah we do ascribe some level of nobility to like oh well, you you did it because you wanted your kids to have a better life like it's very noble but honestly at the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter why you decided to put it out there so whether it's to make a kid's life better or just because you wanted to feel hot neither one of those is more or less of a reason to do it because it's nobody else's fucking business. If they have any opinion on it, they don't need to consume it. We live in a fully, like, at least on the internet, internet, that space is willing communication. So you don't have to interact with it if you don't like it, which is why I don't understand a lot of, like, well social media hate where it's just like, oh, I can't stand this page and da-da-da-da. It's like, but, the, but you've opted to, in. To your point. It doesn't need to be some grand sum because this is crossing some kind of boundary. It, there's that boundary doesn't actually exist there in the first place. We have we have we an have, artificial have, moral system. Yeah, exactly, we've transcended that, and we need to stop thinking about. But it. But also, I think a lot of people. I think the body neutra neutrality was an interesting mm -hmm. comment. Not yet, where like, really. <clears throat> where basically, like, you shouldn't have an unhealthy relationship with your body, but also like body positivity, where you're focusing on how much you love your body. Although it sounds altruistic, you end up in a place where you are still, in fact, focusing on the vessel so much that it, like, creates a whole to-do. And so for young people, old people, doesn't matter who, for people who are susceptible to internalizing the content that they see of desirable bodies, whether that's really skinny or really fat or anywhere in between where we're on this, like, big journey of body positivity, what you're doing is still saying we are... We are inclined to critique your vessel. Instead of, this is just a vessel, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's like, we are telling you, well, we have these beauty standards, but like now we will expand them to include normal bodies. But the answer should be like, we're not actually judging your body at all. Like that is literally your vessel. You clothe it, you walk with it, you do it. Like it's all your business how you handle it do you know the sentient meat monologue from true detective i do and <laughs> yes to your point that is exactly what it is we are born to make judgments genetically we are predisposed to making judgments that is part of what we fundamentally do as a species that's kept us alive but in the society in which we live in it has a tendency to hurt us rather than help us is this a book? No, I'll send, it's uh, it? there's a show on HBO mm -hmm. called True Detective, and it was part of the McConaughey. Oh yeah, it was McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. But they were Ma great Matthew team. McConaughey has a, an incredible monologue talking about uh, humanity as sentient meat. Wait, did you read his book Green Lights? Mm -hmm. You know, fun fact, he made up the term McConaughey. I have never heard it in my life until the book. Like yeah. I was, I listened to the audio book, which I don't tend to do because I usually find it's lacking, but he read it. So it was like Obama's book where when you're listening to it in their voice, it's fine. It makes and, sense. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't even know reconnaissance was a thing, but it's part of the book where he yep. says like, oh yeah, there was this big, you know, my renaissance. I, we called it the reconnaissance and... He was like, I've never told anybody this. It's in the books. So you're telling everybody at once. But he was just like, <laughs> I made that up myself. 
I walked into an interview and somebody was asking me about like when I was coming back and what I was doing when I was back and how Hollywood is embracing me and da 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 da. And he was like, so I said to, to the interviewer, oh yeah, you know, some reporter the other day called it the reconnaissance, just feeding the line. And that reporter was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I love that. And like that. It's so, really good. It's so tongue in cheek. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. But great really work. Good. But like that's very dude of him. It sounds really good. Is it? I feel like women are pretty good at branding them. No, very like dude in the big Lebowski sense. Oh, him mm, being very mm, like, a deaf person. Yeah, mm -hmm. very okay. dude about. Understood. It. Understood. But I love it. Yeah, it's a fantastic monologue that you should. Uh, I mean, that uh, entire first season. Where that is it? It's on HBO. Philosophical gems. Mm. HBO. HBO? Yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, I did but, not think that I would like Matthew McConaughey in it. I was just I like Matthew McConaughey. I, I like him, I mean, just based on the movies. I just never really thought everything about it. And I listened to Rogan's on last time. He, he sounded exactly like, like the movies, except for like this time he just made it. He, he made his life, his own personal life as a movie. I don't know how truth there's got to be into that but come on like you really when you're shallow you keep a journal of yourself all the way before you even thought that you were going to be famous i actually thought that was really smart but do you really do it or do you just like say that you've done it and like just recopulate every single thing and now that you come up and say a journal right there yes but oh. are you also in acting do you also think that it would be a profit if you come up now saying like, oh, I have kept a journal. So, so a lot of people started. keep journals it's, not expecting to get famous. Yeah, it's just like, he did. Able to look back. But he did. Well, that was his particular motivation for it. But I, yeah. I think it's a common practice and like it worked out the way he thought it was going to. I'm sure there but it's also like a lot of actors and actresses are like, oh, I used to put on little plays for my family when I was seven. Like, so did every seven-year-old. Oh, yeah. So you can also adapt your retroactive reality, right? So if like Matthew McConaughey was like, oh yeah, I kept these journals because I knew I was going to be famous. Like, maybe he was just a, an idiot like the rest of us journaling and he spent so much time driving. Like, he kitted out a van and spent like, 285 days a year on the road so he had an, a like a microphone installed in his van and used to just talk to it and that was his journal as well so he'd be like i met these people at the camper van park this past night da, 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 da. so when he's telling a story for instance in the book that he wrote like he's telling these stories with great detail and it's like he was keeping track of detail not maybe in part because he thought he was gonna be famous and write a book who knows but like a lot of these are just he wanted to remember the detail of the happy days, the sad days, the whatever days. So now he's able to say, I know that woman's name was Claire in the in the camper van park 25 years ago. The only reason he knows is because he was like bored and keeping the journal, which like, again, I think people can twist retroactively and be like, oh, I knew I was going to be wanting to write a book someday, so I <laughs> kept this journal forever. And it's like, man, really, you had nobody else to talk to. Except has, he, has he ever shown any example or like any proof of evidence that he, of all the journals that he has kept? I have never cared to look. Okay. Because <laughs> that's the thing. That's where I look for. That's what I look on. Like, because he's an actor and only because he's an actor. That's where I'm basing on. Like, how this is not another self 
motivated um, way maybe of making money. Maybe yeah, make, 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 making money just to make up the story because I'm in the entertainment business. Maybe. That I know that I'm famous enough now that if I so happen that, oh. So here's, I just where, said, yeah. here's where the question mark lies. What you're talking about is, oh, maybe he said this because he was like, oh, I thought I'd be famous, so I kept the journal. But it's the narratives that we tell ourselves. I think this is a really fascinating thing. The way we piece events in our life together to give them significance becomes a narrative that we tell ourselves, and that becomes our identity, yeah. right? So what you're saying is, oh, he's making this up. But no, I didn't say that. I said, what if he made this up? Right. And because he is a, in an entertainment world that it's just so happened that he's famous enough now that he can come up with the idea, with the self-motivating idea to be like, yeah, I think I can but come up with you're this. Saying, what you're saying is he fabricated, or what you're suggesting is that he could have he could fabricated have. these events yeah. that are part of this personal narrative that yeah. he has now written into a book and sold. Yes. But what we're suggesting, or what you were saying, was like, it doesn't need to be fabricated, it can be assembled in such a way mm that it creates the illusion of a string where in reality who knows these are just disparate events well, which, that yeah, happen which happens all the time. time like imagine somebody reads their horoscope about yesterday right mm -hmm. you apply that and you're like oh my god i was going to get a weird phone call that telemarketer called right like something that you've ascribed significance to and when we look back at anything that's what I, I think they say hindsight is 2020 for a reason because you look back and you say oh that all makes perfect sense mm -hmm. but when you're at the beginning of that you can never predict what sense it may or may not make you don't know why a thing is happening no matter how many people say everything happens for a reason like in the moment you're never gonna be like oh yeah I know where this fits into the greater plan but later, a lot of people search for meaning because it makes them feel better. So they'll say like, oh, you know what? I did that because of this, and then this happened because of that, and then I never would have done this unless X, and I definitely did that because Y. Like all of those things we search for meaning, I, I think by and large, because that's what makes us human. It's like we don't just float through this world. We think we have a purpose or we want to have a purpose. So we're all looking to be like, what did that mean? What, like. What is my, also, I think a lot of people look for their story arc. They're like, okay, what, like, what is my life story? I grew up here. I did that. I did fit in or I didn't fit in. I went to college or I didn't go to college. I worked for the man or I bucked tradition. Like, da, 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 da. And you go all the way through being like, what is my story arc? And we either try to conform or look back and make sense of a thing. Mm -hmm. Rather than just saying, like, we're all here and we have no fucking idea what we're supposed to be doing here. Mm -hmm. Let's just exist. Mm -hmm. Like, we search, I think, as, I think human nature is to say, like, what did it all mean? Mm -hmm. Why would I have done that? Why would this have happened? I kept a journal because I knew I was going to be famous or, like, I was, you know, I wanted to be able to recall these events because I knew they'd be important. Like, what happened to him in his life mattered to him so much 
that he wanted to record it. He didn't mm -hmm. just say, ah, it happens, yeah. whatever. For some reason, the recording of it felt important too. No, and I agree to it to some degree where I separate what's reality into fiction because I only like to, I don't read, I only listen to audiobooks. And for me to listen, the only way that I listen to is factual. I don't like to listen to bullshit because I'm already ignorant enough and to be fascinated by things that are fictional, that, that don't make sense. But although passionate me. Now, when I do listen to something is because I want that something, because it's the only thing that I gather information is by listening is with audio. So when I listen to shit, I make sure that it's factual. Otherwise I don't listen to it. But when I do listen to fictional stuff, it has to be created with passion and with love, such as like the thing that we're gonna listen to on Friday, which is Rupi Kerr. Not all, like her books are not all stuff that she has gone through, but are reflections of feelings that where her feelings can go on so and how different changes and different types or different experiences from someone else have made her feel and how she can portray them in different words where it can, relate to you what you're feeling and how can I can oh shit you took the words out of my mouth like that's exactly how I was feeling and she can be like yes we're all humans we can all have the same relation we can all feel the same way now going that verse on uh, Matthew McConaughey what is important to me if what is he saying is actually factual like do I actually gather information that actually started a journal since I was whatever the age before I was famous and kept it on. And now do I have the factual book to show to whoever is buying my book now, you guys like, this is not just some fictional shit that I decided to do now because I'm famous that I know that you guys will buy because if I say anything right now, you guys just will believe it. Like that matters to me and doesn't necessarily have to matter to everybody else because it could be the interpretation of like, you're right, just as like, as you're saying, it's such as you're saying, like it could be an interpretation of how much, much everybody wants authenticity, right? Nobody yeah. wants to be fooled. Nobody wants to think that what they're hearing isn't the truth. We want some things to be foolish, you know? We don't have to be everything to, to be factual. What I, what I was saying into like, if I listen to books, I only listen to them in their factuals. I don't listen to fiction. Because I don't, I just don't go. Rupi Kaur is different because that's something fictional that I know that it's not everything that she is putting on those books are self, um, self experiences that she has gone through, but are self reflections of her own experiences and other people's experiences that she can put into better words that when she, she says it, you can be like, shit, you took it out of my you took it out of my head. That's exactly what I wanted to say, but I just didn't have, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to put that into words. And that's why it hits you. You're like, oh my God, that's exactly how I was feeling. So it's subjective, not it's objective. Subjective, not objective. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's why I was only asking like, how do we know if what he's saying is factual? Has he shown any evidence? Has he shown any proof? Like, I don't I have never looked at it. I cannot say, Oh, this is a complete scheme. Like he has never done that. This is a wonderful question that's come up like as a society during the pandemic, like people needing to know something is objective, like truth, like finding truth with the big T. 
as opposed to the subjective nature that something can have multiple dimensions or not just be one way, but there are different ways to look at it. And I feel like people more than ever just are, are uncomfortable with the subjective truth. Mm-hmm. They cannot live with the subjective. Okay. We as a society seek objective truth. But I think and I think placed, it's detrimental. We, I think we've placed objective truth above subjective truth. We have. So people are basically saying that like they want the ultimate in truth, like they want their truth to be unquestionable, because right. we've placed that above subjective. The fundamental truth. problem is that yeah. it's impossible, right? For sure. At the end of the day, it's impossible. Absolutely, but I think that that's where the driver comes in to say, I want my truth to be deemed objective, because then you cannot poke holes in it. Irrefutable. Irrefutable evidence. Mm-hmm. of the facts that I'm asserting, whether you can find them or not, like here we are and now you can't say anything. You can't refute me, you cannot attack me, you cannot correct me. Because if it's objective truth, we all agree. Mm-hmm. The moment it's subjective truth, like I can understand why people have a hard time committing to that or admitting that they're willing to accept that because that is inherently questionable. It's a subject of truth. I can say, yes, that's truth to you, comma, but. Like we were saying earlier, to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion, okay. right? All but truth, of But how do you say, like, you know, that's the truth, in my opinion, like those two things are directly conflicting. Truth and opinion aren't inherently Opposite ends of one spectrum. It's truth with a lowercase t instead of an uppercase t. Mm, I'm gonna dispute that. I and before you go ahead, yes, I agree on a text, not on a spoken. And it's spoken, it can be very dismissed because, like, I don't know whether if you're saying it with a capital T or with a lower t. So I'm only saying, I'm only gathering the information that you're saying. So if I'm going to say, I killed that man versus I might have killed that man. It's like, okay, well, I don't know which one is which. So like, the, I killed that man sounds like, shit, how you killed you know Yeah, truth. how do you know? Like, yeah, but I, might have. I think that is an objective truth because there is something behind it, which is not subject to interpretation. Did that man die at your hands? Now you can go into like degrees of murder or whatever, but I would say... By and large, that's an objective truth. You can obscure it however you want, but it's an objective truth. If you said, I have integrity, now, the sheer fact that the definition of that means something different to everyone, Mm -hmm. and your interpretation of your actions to support that is open to interpretation by everyone, I would call that a subjective truth, no matter how many people confirmed, no matter how many people agreed, they could... You could have a million out of a million people say, yes, that's true. Ron is, has integrity. Does not render it an objective truth. It's still subjective because some one, the one million and one, the first, one million and first person could come and say like, actually, I don't define it that way. And, or the actions that I've been made aware of that you've committed throughout your whole life indicate you're not. Mm-hmm. But like to say this man died, clinical, scientific, He's alive or he's dead. Uh, at your hands, again, like uh, ignoring degrees of murder, was it because of a thing you did? Like, we can arrive at objective truths. And I think what's interesting is like 
our legal system attempts to resolve for both objective and subjective truths. And that's where we get in trouble because like, can we determine, did you kill that man? Usually, yes. Barring insufficient evidence, whatever, right? But like, if we were to rule whether or not someone is a good father because it's a custody case, or if they like, you know, cheated on their wife, again, not the objective version of like, did you have sex with that other woman? But was there an emotional affair? Was there whatever? Mm -hmm. All of these other things, like we could take someone to court and try to determine an outcome. But subjective truths, I think, are just inherently flawed. And we, we try to make them equal. We try to say everything is objective. Like climate change, prison rights, like, like whatever you want, politics, like take it. We just want there to be an objective truth. We want to say, I think that's why politics gets so challenging, is we're like, no, this is the truth, not my truth. This is the truth, and I want you to get on board, and people like dig their heels in. Yeah, people are trying to say this is objectively true when they mean, when they mean it's subjectively, subjectively true. true. And I think you get in trouble if you, if you couldn't yeah. just acknowledge, if you could just acknowledge that there are subjective truths and say we need to treat these in a different way. We need to handle them, we need to talk about them, and we need to litigate them all in very different ways from an objective truth or a discernible truth. I think we would be much better off. But we try to pretend that they're the same and then just say, like, nope, my reality rules. My, like, my reality is the truth, not my truth. It's the truth. So you either get on board or you're against me. And, like, we get into trouble as a society trying to make these hardline distinctions on things that are inherently very complicated or subjective. I mean, you could have not said it, they put it any, like, better, because I think that that's in your, most likely in your career to find objective and subjective <laughs> so kind of hard to disagree on you based on like You're welcome uh, to. Uh, well there could be unless like there was like a a, a hardcore yeah but there is there's more of like a subjective opinion of every single one which is you Matthew McConaughey yourself Matthew McConaughey myself and Matthew McConaughey and self and Matthew McConaughey and neither of us, like, we can all throw our own opinions on it, but we just don't know the facts. We don't know the fact whether his journal was either I factual say, or not. I will actually say I don't care. You don't care. And that is, that's also a subjective, that subjective. That's subjective because yeah. like, I, reading his book, don't have any problem if some of this was blown out of proportion because right. it's story the storytelling is not, to me, the content that I seek. It's not going to change your life. It's not. And so I think that, like, if I'm, if I'm thinking about is this true or is this not true, I've got to be honest, I don't... So to, to your really point, care. you know how you've heard of uh, suspension of disbelief? Yeah. The idea that when you yeah. watch a movie... You're along for the ride. And you just, you don't okay. say oh, that right. wouldn't happen. You just, yeah. you're, you're in. Right. You're like, yes, there's a helicopter of, like, lamb steaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be in my movie, yeah. <laughs> what is, you're welcome. So that's the thing, though, is, like, I feel like sometimes you just have to approach life with suspension of disbelief. Sure. Mm -hmm. You have to be, like, Matthew McConaughey. 
He may have done this in his 20s. He may have worked with a ghostwriter and completely fictionalized it. Mm -hmm. Either way, I am going to take this as part of the Matthew McConaughey mm -hmm. mythos, who this man is, mm -hmm. and how I view him. And I'm not going to get hung up on the fact, because at the end of the day, whether it's real or not real, he's just a fucking person who asks. He's just a guy. Yeah. Like, he's... So... If I'm going to resonate with anything, it's going to be something he says about his belief system yep. or yep. something like that. And whether that comes from a place of authenticity or not, mm -hmm. if it resonates with you, yep. does it matter? Does it yep. matter? And so at the end of the day, it's like, I think there's an argument to be made if you're like, I don't know, making serious moral judgments based on like completely flawed information. But I think for the most part, if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up every day and I'm gonna crush it because Matthew McConaughey told me to, like, then great, great, yeah, awesome. go for it. Yeah. You know? Also, yeah. like, yeah, I think that dude's pretty cool. If it all came out in 20 years that it was all bullshit, like, well, I guess I wouldn't think he was cool anymore. Yeah. But and in like, the meantime, so what? I'm gonna think he's cool. Too. You know, like, no. And and either way, it's okay. And that's what I was going based on before. Like, like, I only like to listen to the books on fashion and stuff, and I listen to different stuff on fictional stuff person like what i know it doesn't necessarily have to be something that is factual but i know that it's something that's going to resonate with me just like and then i make the greatest example like rupi karur like not everything that she's saying is like fucking things that she lived on but it's the interpretation of all the of experience that some of the stuff that she lived on and other experience that she has gathered from all the people that she, that she has close with and she has put into better words that will resonate to you and like to me and to her and to Cody. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's what makes her great. And like, am I going to say, oh, no, this is not factual? Is this, is this fictional? Is this, you know, objectual? No, I'm not. I'm just going to be like, no, this is what makes me feel good. And like, sure. all right, that's, that's just what it is. Um, did you see the story I posted yesterday? No. It was, um... No, I the, saw that you just oh, yeah, submerged yourself. Like, oh, you yeah, just, I, I did the ice bath. Yeah, you yeah. Should, oh, I saw that. It was that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but Wait. the one I was talking about was, um... It's one of the great... I can't find it. I forget which account posted it. But it was one of the, like, great old-school French filmmakers. Uh-huh. In an interview, and it was just a capture of him saying, I would rather people feel a movie before they understand it. Oh. He was like, I would rather emotion comes into play before logic. I agree. And I think that's uh, an interesting way. I, I, I agree with that. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, very good, very good silent moments in movies when they reach you, you're like, whoa. You're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, that specific, precise moment where, like, the movie's silent is just gathering the motion of the picture you're just like you're seeing that you're like it's making you feel like unbelievable it's just reaching that part of your core where you're like oh my god something is happening to you that you couldn't necessarily put into words no you couldn't on a more fundamental level yeah what do you guys think about neurobrain did you do it yeah, what neurobrain oh neural link yeah. neural link yeah chip me up Nothing, just, like, just something just that, in my brain. yeah, it's just something that Elon Musk is working in. Do you know, you know, the like the idea of the collective unconscious? Yeah, so like it would be really interesting, and I think it's still 
theoretical to some degree that if you can translate thoughts into a pure electrical signal, right? Because the brain is much That'd more be awesome. The brain is much more complicated than sending electricity from one place to another. It's like that times ten billion mm -hmm. simultaneously. So, but presuming you could digitize the brain and the experience that we're having, because you can reduce it to a electrical and chemical thing on some level. And everybody got chipped up. Everybody had a chip in their brain that was recording all the activity that their brain did. And it was all saying like, cool, through the internet. I'd be the coolest fucking partner ever. Because it would be like you guys thinking the exact same fucked up way. <laughs> the same fucked up way. Or you have food on your brain 98.9% of the time. Good job. And you've responded in this way, and it's all quantifiable in electrical signals. I actually think that would be fascinating. It'd be weird. But, but if you got everybody linked up to this internet of brains, internet you, of would brains. Have, you would have Maybe the collective I unconscious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait for G3. <laughs> okay. but, but don't get um, fucking 5G. I know G1 don't is going to... get 5G. 5G now? I've noticed that my cell service is no better since I've been vaccinated. Really? Uh, <laughs> a lot of bummer. Um, I was told Bill Gates was going to chip me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the CEO of uh, Johnson & Johnson could help, you know? It's true, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just think, I always think, like, it's just fascinating the way that we're going in through, like, like how we're gonna be different, so much different in the next ten years. So much. I mean, think about how our lives have changed in the last ten years. Like, just think about two thousand and ten. Think about twenty two thousand and one. How America changed. I refuse. You don't think so? You don't think so? What? No, no, no. I'm saying I refuse to think about what what's going on. Oh, what's gonna happen in ten years? No, oh, how our life is gonna change? Oh, okay. Like 2001, well, like, I still remember 1999 very well because I was in Florida for like the millennial countdown. We all thought that computers were yeah, going to Remember when Y2K was Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that's what we were all terrified of. And now we're just like, can you imagine without having, like living a day without a computer in your pocket? Mm. I, would, I, have... I would actually fucking love it. I would be so stoked. I wouldn't. I would. I would. You know what? You know what? I take it back. I would want us to go back to just texting and calling. And snake. And snake, yes. Snake. <laughs> that was awesome. That was completely awesome. Like, the fact that we have so much reach to information. But it's like T9 words, so you can't text people too much. T9, that's great, yes. That's awesome. Then call, call. Then fucking call. Just call. Mm -hmm. Call. Like, look what pandemic did. Fucking, like, I'm, I'm a millennial, but millennials learn. I, I was calling people regardless before the fucking pandemic, but the pandemic taught millennials how to call. Cause they needed a call. They needed to fucking FaceTime people, which was that was the most absurd thing. You would only do that to your close friends or your family, to yeah. your relatives. You wouldn't. You wouldn't call just friends out of, out of the blue. Mm -hmm. No, that was just. It's like weird. Yeah, and now it's just like a common thing. Oh, let's just let's just hop on a Zoom call. Oh, let's just FaceTime. Let's just do this. Like that makes a lot of sense. Even dating apps adapted. Tinder, fucking does like the calling, the video call thing. I was like, oh, oh, that's that's cool. Like that's awesome. 
Like now I get to know the way that you get to see me, whether if you're gonna disappoint yourself when I get into the day before, or like I'm gonna disappoint myself. So it's like, this is great. <laughs> We're gonna have like the most awkward conversation for the next three minutes and see if this can work or not before we go to the actual place. Yeah. And that's great. So I think like, if anything, maybe taking us back a little less, like just like texting and just call it would be great and yeah. then if you wanted to research information you will actually have to fucking sit down and go to your computer like a fucking actual adult and actually do some research versus just like let's just google shit wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a good thing no no but i'm younger than you you're not that much yeah but there's a there's a technology difference there's a gap there's a little gap bless you like my first iPhone was like a four. Yeah. Just to put that into perspective. Yeah. Okay. And that was new. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be 29 <laughs> in three weeks, so it's not even like I'm so much older like that. No, but technology wise, I would rather not live a computer so. in my pocket. I mean, that's just me. I only started updating iPhones like after T-Mobile gave me the option of like, but it wasn't like oh I needed the latest phone. Right. So, I mean, I still don't have it. I still have, like, where is it? Oh, I saw, like, an X The 11. I have the 11. I have the 10. Yeah, so you have... And I also have the 10. I have both. Oh, well, excuse the shit. <laughs> I know. I have both. I'm still working with a Blackberry over here. Oh, my God. Remember those? The Blackberry pin? Those were awesome. The uh, BBM? No, like, Brandon. Brandon has that fucking XR. Look at this. Um, that's what I realized. I never got the new one. This, this is the new one? Out. This is the new no, one. No, I squared it out again. Whatever the newest one is. Yeah. Oh, like one. the four, which had the, like, the flat metal. That was the last, no, the five was the last square one, I think. I don't know. Six, sure. six, six and six S. Those were not square. I like the... No, we're talking about the difference where I'm talking about a different square, which was like a little metal band around the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and they, oh, it's the bezel, right? Isn't that what they call it? Okay. Where, where is it? It's the one that you have. This one. Wait, it's both? Yeah. Where's my other phone? Recorded. <laughs> no, no, that's the red phone. Oh. The red phone. It's over there. Oh, it's right here. So there's that one. Remember the other one? The, the one that was smaller than that? That was said you can, it was so easy ten. to text on? No, it wasn't the 10. I think it was like the seven. I think it was the seven. Or, oh. but it was like it was so easy to text with one hand. It was like made for that. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is too big. This is like ever so slightly too big. Like, cause if I hold it like this, I cannot get my thumb all the way over to yeah. the other side. Yeah. But the big screen becomes addicting. It's really nice to have a big screen. For no. porn only. No, there's porn a difference only. when you go back. I because I've gone from like a Big, little like XR to a, or a, like a XL whatever. To I right think there. as as porn became more free, more accessible, the phones became better like in their screen. I mean, I don't have to say it was completely porn. It was porn, bro. Come on, come on. What do you think? That's why phone screens. Where? How so else? Uh, solely because of porn. Yeah. Solely because of porn. Majority because of porn. When do you watch anything else besides right, that? Somebody call Steve Jobs. I don't know. When do you do this? It's Tim Cook. Steve Jobs is when do you do? Cook. When do you do this except from when you're watching porn or a one-minute video? Netflix. Ne you watch shit on Netflix? On yeah, YouTube? have you been on a plane for like eight hours? 
And not on my, yeah, but not on my phone. Like, I watch it on, like, the... No, you download phone. your own stuff and put it on your phone. Oh, i never done that. Okay. No, you oh, got me there. I've never done that. Yo, I download it on my computer. Or, like, download it on, like, on the phone, on the plane. has shit. Like, I just order sleep. I don't know. I've never downloaded <laughs> stuff on my phone. So it can't solely be the only reason. Okay. I So, I'm asking. Is it not? No? Yeah, so not for you. For you? Know. No, I don't know that I've ever really cared about what size the screen was. Because no. you don't really know better until you go back. Like, you don't realize there's a, like a bigger screen out there. And you're like, I'm not going to go to that. <laughs> it's right bigger screen out I don't know. Like, for me, it's just like, I've only, I only flip my phone horizontal when I'm gonna watch porn. Like yeah, when I'm watching- Instagram is wider too. Yeah, when I watch, when I watch Triple FM videos, it's all vertical. It's all like, like this, like I'm not, I'm not, oh yeah, I'm just gonna put it like this. No, it's never. Never, it's only porn. So, no, I'm, I'm, mi I'm missing out on nothing. I'm only missing out on like a, a, a girl with a three tit. When is that coming forward? Like that, that should be the new fashion. They already remade Total Recall, so probably not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we got another reboot in the works at some point. <laughs>